back. It's day two of Game of the Year. Hooray! For 2020. I forgot what year it was, but for 2020. <laughs> um, and we're going to just get right into it. I didn't introduce us last time. <laughs> no, you, you <laughs> actually, you didn't. <laughs> I was like, well, it's cause we, don't, we don't do this anymore. I only do this once a year anyway, but also, like, we don't podcast that much anymore. I'm Kieran. I'm joined by Mike. No, you're not. I'm and, Mike's cat. Meow. <laughs> and we will probably be joined by Teal at some point. And Paul. Hello. Right, let's get right into it. We're going to do best licensed soundtrack. Kind of like best soundtrack, nope. except it's licensed. It's pretty straightforward, self-explanatory. And Paul is up first. Paul, what's your pick? For the licensed soundtrack, I don't actually have anything at all. <laughs> I this knew is going to be the podcast I where I have least answers to these categories. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's we're we're getting into the latter half of stuff where yeah, there's yeah. there's some oh. stuff that I struggle to think of things for. It was a quiet year I, this year. Yeah, it was. I think because Paul doesn't have a pick, I think we should co-op Paul's pick, so we should pick for him. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. We'll so, do our individual picks first, I think, and then we'll do our co-op pick. Yeah, let's do that. Because our co-op pick will probably win this. <laughs> <gasps> Groovy left the channel. Not for long. You get back in here, Groovy, because we're going to play my pick. <laughs> my pick for best yes. license soundtrack is kind of a cheat, but I'm going to do it anyway, which is right. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. <laughs> they, re- <laughs> they remade Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. It's an amazing remake. First Tony Hawk game that's worth playing in like a decade. And right, okay. They got the soundtrack. They got the soundtrack. Did they? They got the songs from those games. And also they added the a bunch soundtrack. of they added a bunch of new stuff as well. But like, I don't know if you guys know this. Music licensing is hard these days. <laughs> Much more so <laughs> than it was back in the nineties. And I don't think anyone expected them to get like all of the hits from that soundtrack back. Because they didn't last time they did this. Because they did um Right. They did the Tony Hawk 1 remake last gen, and it was kind of bad. But they didn't have all the music in it. And this time, they got all the music and added a handful of more songs that are really good and fit it. Um, and so, here's one of the songs from that soundtrack. Here is the song from that soundtrack. The song. The song from Tony Hawk. The Tony Hawk song. The Tony Hawk song. It's the Tony Hawk song. Look, Superman by Goldfinger is the iconic Tony Hawk song. If you disagree, you're wrong. Brought Ska back. Ska never really went away. Yep. I it's forgot just... that that time during the the skating games of the nineties. It was that kind of, it was them, the mighty mighty boss tones and all of that stuff. That was yeah, yeah. You would you would like this soundtrack? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's what you expect from it. It's really good. Um, but yeah, that's my pick, Mike. What was your pick for best licensed soundtrack? My best licensed soundtrack was. One I don't think anyone would have thought of or would have thought I picked it was uh, Hatsune Miku's Project Diva Mega Mix. 
the good came out with a combination of all the other games and they added some new tracks as well and I think this was a new track for the game that uh, we're going to play a bit of a sample for uh, hopefully this video is very this video is like broken into chapters which is weird but I mean the bot will just play it um, yeah, you sent me spoilers for, or not spoilers, but behind the scenes stuff for this. You sent me these link or this link so that I could play it through the bot, and it was yes. definitely not. You didn't give me any warning about what game you'd picked. I was just like, oh, no. yeah, okay. Um, yes. Maybe that uh, Taiko no Tatsujin game that came out this year would have made it if either of us had played it. Yes, yeah, uh, the, the RPG one. The RPG one. Maybe it would have been that would best have RPG. Off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here. A woman that needs no introduction. I love these games. I didn't play this one. They're really good. So this song was... It reminded me of kind of like... 90s dance music, and it was also one of the few songs that I perfected... Yeah, I can see that. It's, it's got that vibe. What's the full name of that game? Hasune Miku... Predictiva Megamix. Uh, what a good game. Uh, but I think our cooperative pick... Would you like yes. to? I think we already know what it is. Would you like to say what it is? Because I think we probably both agree it also wins this category. So our cooperative pick is Fuser. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I mean, sorry, Paul, you don't get a say in this because you didn't nominate anything. I don't overly care. I want to play Fuser, but it's still too expensive. That's 100% true. And. I bought it anyway, and so did yes. Mike, and so did Nathan. Uh, let's play... I've not got any individual songs from it, but the, the soundtrack and... Uh, God damn, Nathan's trying to play music in this podcast. It's not working, though. Um, the the soundtrack and Fuser is really good in general. Like They chose some really good songs for it. Um, like They're all basically short loops. But they're from. They picked really good songs to take those loops from. They have like a good mix of because obviously the whole game is your, you know, you're splitting up. You're you're playing the individual mixing it together, the individual parts of songs together to make new things. Yes. Yeah. So you you can't like they picked good songs for like good bits. So it's like oh this song has good a good horn section it's got you know good keyboard section etc um good songs for that kind of thing where it's like i can take this i can take that and they all mix together really well which is great um i'm going to play this mix of mine that i made it's not my best one but it's the one that i have access to right now um i don't remember how this one goes So call me maybe Looking kind of dumb with 
It was called Call Star on Me, maybe. Yeah, the, the, the soundtrack is amazing because they've created, sometimes it's not the, the best known song of a genre, but it has, you know, a killer bass or just, you know, a, a sample lyric or something that you can really use. And they've taken the time and effort to go through, you know, songs from the history of time and just basically pull together things that can be pulled apart and split into their the four basic yeah. bits and, and the, it does the DLC's been good as well yeah so, yeah the, the DLC I'm looking forward to see what else they bring um, some of the DLC's been predictable you yeah. know uh, and they also just like randomly dropped a Wu-Tang song in the last one and I was like yes okay I'm on board for this kind of thing <laughs> just fucking Wu-Tang out of nowhere yeah the the only negative about the game that I would say is that I would I'd like the DLC to be a little cheaper, but I think that's probably to do with licensing. Yeah, it's probably to do with licensing. It's probably to do with them um, probably not expecting this game to be you know rock band big. Yes. Um. Although I think it's about I don't know how much rock band DLC is these days. It did go up in price at some point. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's. Yeah. Fuser. Best licensed soundtrack of the year. Yep, absolutely. I'm okay with that. It's got All Star and uh, Bring Me to Life in it. What more do you need? It's the two <laughs> songs. Um, With Runners Up, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, and Hatsune Miku Project Diva. Mega Mix. Mega Mix. Damn it. I'm so close. Um. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Fuck Up of the Year. This is the annual category where we celebrate the biggest fuck up of the year. <laughs> this yes, can, or some this, of them. Or some of them. This is a category that doesn't necessarily need to be a game. It could be a company. It could be an event. It could be, I mean, it has to be gaming related. We're not putting COVID in here. Um, <laughs> change your answers if you put COVID in here um, yep. <laughs> if you put Brexit in here take it out um, yeah so fuck up the year uh, who's first I lost track when we. Switched. it was me last time but I didn't have an option oh. I didn't have one so it's me then yes uh, my choice for fuck up of the year which I wouldn't surprise me if we see it multiple times in our choices is Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> Yes. Um, yep, that's mine too. A game... I do have a backup. <laughs> Fair, but it's probably the winner then. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we'll get... Yes. I... Cyberpunk 2077 was a game I was super excited for. Yep. I love the Witcher games. Um, I love Cyberpunk things. 
So, you know, I was super excited for the Witcher guys to make a cyberpunk game. And they got Keanu Reeves in it. And all the trailers look really cool. Well, most of the trailers look really cool. And then yes. the mark like I think it's worth pointing out that I put this in here not just for the game coming out and being really buggy, so buggy and broken that PlayStation removed it from the PSN store. But also all of the marketing going up to release of that this game was bad. Like they did really good trailers and stuff like that at previous events at like E3 and stuff like that. But in the months running up to release where they started showing more of the game and started showing these other trailers, they had like the like the gangs trailer that came off like vaguely racist. They had a bunch of transphobic stuff in some of their pictures and stuff like that, that they were using. They had just in general like really shitty attitude in some of the trailers that made it feel like a bad GTA game. Right. So Yep. Yep. Like as someone that was super excited for it, like they started putting out more material for the game and I was slowly before, even before release being like, Oh, is this maybe this game's not gonna be what I want? Um and then they came out and was completely fucking broken on consoles. Uh, it's apparently quite broken on PC as well, but more so on consoles. It basically doesn't run on PS4 or Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah it doesn't. They, they sold it for full price and then eventually people were so annoyed with it they had to start giving refunds and then yeah. sony pulled it from psn an unprecedented yeah. event like yeah i i think as well if you you think about it was delayed how many times three mm. times three yeah and their developers so, were crunching for months yes yeah so when you think of that and they said right well we're going to push it forward again and then we had we started hearing little rumblings that it might not be ready yet and things like that so had they taken the decision to delay it again until you know next the next year i think everyone would have been fine but it was it then you know things behind the the company workings come out that the the board of directors they knew about this and they took steps. They knew it wasn't ready, so they did things like they didn't release review copies on the the, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Though yeah. There were no review copies done. You had to sign an NDA if you were given a copy that you would only use their screenshots that they gave you in the press pack. Yeah, that you would only the... use... There were certain oh, yeah. things. You, you had to sign this NDA. And, yeah, so... They did. They knew what was coming. Yeah, definitely. And it, the reason all of this was done for the bottom line, it, it was they needed it to get released within this time period for financial reasons. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and it's they knew it was it's going to bite them in the arse. They knew it was coming, and then after the you know the response to it, they had the fucking cheek to put a press release. They were like, "Oh, you know, we're sorry. This you know this happened. You know we." It was not our intention, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you fucking knew. Like, what were you talking about? It's not like yeah. there was no... You specifically didn't send out the console versions. You specifically made people use your B-roll and screenshots. You specifically, you know... More so than that, the, so the game has been on consoles for a while now. Like, or the on disc for consoles for a while now. Like, it's after that, or before that last delay... They had already started pressing discs. 
the discs leaked yeah. out at some point. People, you know, people broke street, people got early That's copies, right, however, yes. um, which had the same patches that reviewers were working with, but not, you know, whatever was going to be day one. But they sounds like day one patch didn't do that much anyway. Um, and they, they were incredibly thorough with removing footage of that game. Which usually happens, like usually if a game, you know, people get a game before launch, they take it down from Twitch, they take it down from YouTube. But there's always like these other like, you know, smaller part sites and stuff like that that, you know, no one's going for because no one, you know, no one's following or caring about those. Um, but they went for those as well. Yeah. And they, yeah, they, they fucked it all up. Um they knew they were trying to cover up the fact this thing was broken and uh, yeah i hope that game's eventually playable yes i hope it's really good because i have it in my ps5 right now and i just don't have the appeal to play it yeah like i will probably pick it up when it comes back in psn but hopefully it'll be fixed by them yeah, yeah. same i will I'll pick it up when it comes out. I've got certain games at the moment that I've bought and I haven't loaded up because I'm waiting for the, the upgrades to come through. Uh, Avengers is one of them. Mm. I'm waiting for that. And the super-duper version of the game that you liked from last year, Kieran, uh, Control. Yes. Yeah. Did you, so buy I've got the, those... did you buy the Ultimate Edition? I did, yes. Okay. So it's the version that's got all the DLC and that's the one that's getting the free upgrade. Yeah. I'm not going so to I've upgrade because got... I was silly and bought the game before that. How dare I know? I, how dare <laughs> I buy Control? Oh my god! That, yeah, I know that this should actually just that even that was almost my nomination for this. Right was their entire handling of Control? Yes, because it's worth mentioning they did. So they announced that they announced hey. We're releasing a new version of this game that comes bundled with DLC that's different from our previous version that comes bundled with DLC. This is the only one that will get the next-gen upgrade. So if you want the next-gen version, you have to pay us 35 quid to get the new version. And then they came out and said, oh, like, for technical reasons, we can't give the... We can't give the special edition... Like, we can't give the next-gen upgrade to everyone so yeah. rather than leave some people out we're just not doing it and it's like okay so you're, that's a bad excuse in general but it turned out to also <laughs> be a lie because they accidentally gave it to everyone briefly and then revoked oh. it oh man everyone well everyone that owned the game and the DLC uh, I can't remember was it on Playstation or Xbox um, right like they flipped the switch and everyone accidentally saw on their in their uh, their games for a while, the ultimate edition was there, and it's like people could do it. It's not it's not impossible. Other games are doing it. Yeah, it's, and the yeah. I mean, so you can now pick up that version. I picked that version up for it was less than half price as well. I think I paid sixteen and seventeen pounds for it. Yeah. yeah, but then when they stopped selling that for half price, they put the non upgrade version <laughs> on sale as well. And it costs non- about yeah. the same price to buy it and the DLC as it costs for the Ultimate Edition the oh. week before. Yeah, and the, uh, they also take 
they also took the normal version, and that's uh, now on Game Pass. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a bit bizarre. Uh, and yes, yeah, it could be considered a fuck up of the year as well. Yes, definitely. It could, yeah. Um, what was there? What was the other one for you, Mike? The other one for me was. It's something that we sometimes see happens, but I think this this time round it's been more evident, which is the lack of next gen games at launch. Mm. For what you know, one reason or another. So we've had the consoles yeah. come out. Um, some people would say, "Oh, there wasn't enough consoles." They sold more consoles this time than others. You did have the problems of the hackers and things, but it did feel like, you know, right? We pre-ordered our consoles. We've got them. Yeah, and there wasn't anything, you know there wasn't really anything to play on them. So we've been playing. It, it's the reason that we're talking about things like Destiny Two, uh, Forza Horizon Four. Um, you know these games that have been optimized for the consoles. These remakes. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the reason we because we just haven't had the new content, and I think it is a bit of a a fuck up. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely more prominent with the Xbox, though. Oh, definitely, like, yeah, because... Sony at least launched it, with, what, Astro Bot, uh, Demon Souls... Miles Morales came out on both, but, I mean, the next-gen version is, you know... That's the definitive edition, yeah, yes. It's, yeah, it's like the nice, big... Oh, it looks like a next-gen game. Um, yes, yeah. Like, they had a handful of things at launch, and then, yeah, Xbox was like, you can play Forza Horizon 4, and it's like, well, we did that it does look nice though yeah that because they well in their defense though you know because they were opening up everything with halo 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 and then yeah and it got delayed it got delayed that's fine because had it been had they you know pushed it through we could be sitting with another another cyberpunk situation <laughs> yeah, as well definitely <laughs> so um... I, I, yeah, but don't, it, I think they made the right choice in delaying Halo, but I do think also it has had this knock-on effect of their launch lineup was already weak, and it became yes. just nothing without Halo. Yeah, yeah, because we had the medium was meant to come out uh, day one as well. That yeah. was delayed. That's coming out in the tail end of January, if yeah, I remember now. Twice that got delayed till December, and then got delayed further. Yeah. So you've got those delays and things coming in. It was nice with um, the Series X because the amount of stuff that's on Game Pass now, and Game Pass now, in my opinion, has become one of those things, it's essential. Yeah. If you have an Xbox yeah. console, or even if you you know, you know play on PC, I, and predominantly if you use that more than Steam, it's an essential thing to have. Mm-hmm. Because you have this instant library, um, it's very well curated stuff going on and off at the, all the time, and the amount of new stuff that's on there. So the the amount of games that were optimized yeah. for, you know, the, the the next gen of consoles that we have now. To be fair, a lot of them are not, you know, they're, they're not AAA titles. Um, yeah, you've got a, a, which isn't bad. Yeah. I, no, it's it's not a bad thing at all. Um, and it's I have played a couple of things 
there's a game, Yes, Your Grace. I don't think it, we're going to talk about it much, but it's a little windy game that's there. I probably wouldn't have bought it. Um, and there's, you know, there's a few other things. Uh, the Ori games are on there as well. Mm. Um, all, so, the, yeah. all the Microsoft first party and published stuff got upgraded as well, which Sony has not done. Yes. Sony upgraded Ghost of Tsushima and Days Gone and I think that's it. Um, that's all I can think of at least. Whereas Microsoft have updated, you know, Forza and uh, Sea of Thieves, I think, got an upgrade. Gears of War 5. Gears of War 5 got a new yeah. mode. Um, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, Forza 7 got one as well. Yeah. Basically all of their games or the most recent versions of all their franchises got some kind of yes. upgrade. Uh, Halo Master Chief Collection has like 120 frames per second modes, I think, or at least they're coming if they're not out yet. Right. Um, um, I know with some of the EA games, because their partnership, um, you know, they're working closer with EA, yeah. with the EA Access thing as well. Um, Star Wars Squadron, mm-hmm. uh, it, at first they said they weren't going to do an optimized version. Um, they did. They pushed it through on Xbox first. I think it was a couple of days before it. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's on PS5 now as well. It but it hit, it hit Xbox, I think it was one or two days. I forget what, so I think the PS5 version's missing something that the Xbox One has as well. I can't remember what it is, though. Right. Either 120 frames second mode or 4K or something. Um, right. Yeah. But, yeah, so you've got these things that they're, you know, both companies knew that they didn't have as strong the lineup. Um... And yeah, so it's kind of that's my second pick. I don't think, uh, you know, given the current situation, everything both companies have done to kind of mitigate it, mm. you can go right. Fair enough. It's just one of those things. But yeah, there you go. Yep. Fair. But are we saying Cyberpunk wins this? Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, Paul, did you have a second pick or no? Cy- Cyberpunk straight <laughs> up the middle. Yeah, mine was Cyberpunk, but Wins it by about 17 furlongs, never mind a nose. Yeah. So that's the fuck up of the year. Cyberpunk 2077. It's kind of a accumulation of its release state and its pre-release marketing and all of that in one ball of shit. Yeah, um, it's a terrible <laughs> thing all round. I just runners up are the control upgrade nonsense and next-gen consoles launching with a very light lineup of games. Yep. Uh, next up, we have another one of the categories that doesn't need an actual winner, which is, oh shit, that came out this year? Mm-hmm. It's the annual category for games we forgot came out this year <laughs> until we were looking at the release list of stuff to do game of the year. Yes. And we are starting with uh, who? Mike, I think. Yes. I lost. I keep losing yeah. track of this. This is I, my idea. I, I, keep I think it's me. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see you. Right. So the one that I've got is uh, Doom Eternal. I remember that came out this year. But that's fair. Yeah, yeah I was going through it and it was like, uh, I was running because they released all the other Dooms and HD versions. I was like, mm. oh yeah, they did that, they did that. And then underneath it on the, the document I was looking at was Doom Eternal. I was like, oh fuck. 
It's, yeah, because I don't, yeah. I don't think did any of us actually buy it or play it. I did. I played a bunch of it. I really like that. Oh, game. really? Um, it's just not as mind blowing as the first one or the last one was. Um, yeah, because the last one was like, hey, we can still make like an arcadey old school Doom game, but you know, modern. This is how you do a modern version. Uh-huh. Of it. And it was, it, it was a type of sure that no one was making, and they made it in a way that no one was making anymore um and this one is kind of just more of that <laughs> and it's really good but it's just like it's just more of that <laughs> um but yeah that's that's a good pick though i i yeah i have i think i was the only one that played it here <laughs> paul what's your pick mine's was gear ta- gears tactics um <laughs> I forgot I sunk a good 20-something hours into that game. forgot oh, it even right, existed yeah. until I was looking at the list of stuff that came out this year, and I was like, that was a really good game. Yeah. So yeah, mine's, a, mine's yeah. is Gear Tactics. Um, I don't know why I forgot I played that. Um, <laughs> I put a lot of time. <laughs> really. If you'd got one of the new consoles as well, it was one of the things that they were pushing. It's like, you can now play gears tactics so it was you know it was just naturally one of the things i downloaded and had a go with yeah um, well, I played so it when it first dropped they, on game pass on pc uh back in of course yeah february march May, march i think it was april even me no round about that time anyway yeah um i was spending a lot of time playing that because i could play that at the same time as talking to the fiance on skype and other things um yeah so yeah, I completely forgot it came out this year though. So that is mine. I have two. Oh, and they're both fucking killers. Yes. Let me fucking tell Go you. Go for they're, it. They're fucking bangers. Speaking of like someone's fucking. I don't know. Falling down a hill outside my flat. Um, the first one is. Bleeding Edge. Oh god, did that come out this year? Bleeding Edge, the Ninja Theory game. Creators of yeah. Hellblade and uh, Journey to yes. uh, not Journey to West. Uh, what was the name of that game? The one with uh, Andy Serkis in it. Uh, 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 enslaved. Oh, Enslaved. Uh, like you know, Ninja Theory. We all like Ninja Theory games. They released the game this year. Did you know that? It wasn't wasn't really that good because it was on Games Pass and I downloaded it. Yeah, and it was like a weird arcadey isometric multiplayer thing, right? I, yes. I never. Yeah, it was. I never liked even the look of it. I was yeah, I was not. It came out in like March or something. Uh, yes. Yeah, Bleeding Edge came out twenty fourth of March, twenty twenty, on PC and Xbox. It's currently fifty percent off on Steam. It has. I think it's actually still on Games Pass. It's free on Games it Pass. Should, yeah, it should be. It has... I think it's one of those. I, I keep looking at it and going, "No thanks." Yeah, uh, okay. it has mostly negative reviews on Steam. Um. Yeah, <laughs> that came out. Uh, the other one, which is a step above that, is Crucible. 
Does anyone remember oh, yeah, Crucible? Oh, that did come out this year. Uh, Amazon Game Studios? Yes. Amazon yep. Game Studios made a third-person shooter that was like their kind of uh, Overwatch kind of competitor yes. kind of thing. And they unreleased it. They did. The, yeah, it was the same as the... Um, it came out this this year as well. The, um, the Their top gear, what's it called? The Grand Tour. Because there was the Grand Tour game and both of those came out this year and yeah. they'd uncome out this year. Oh, I didn't realize the Grand Tour one on came out. That's amazing. Yeah, it got there because what had happened was at, at Christmas time when I was bored, uh, I ended up watching their holiday special and I thought, oh, there's that game. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go pick it up and couldn't find it anywhere. A quick Google um, sees that the, the Amazon Game Studio no longer exists and they pulled all the games. It's insane. Um they still have another studio that's making an MMO, uh, which I have no faith in that being any good either, based on the fact that it's a game that an MMO that seems to be the main theme of the game seems to be colonialism's pretty good, right? So <laughs> it worked out well for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Amazon... They're not having a good time of it. And the fact they're like, we're releasing our game streaming what service. It's like, with what games? What are you doing? New World looks fun, though. Yeah, it's just the tone and theme of it I'm not into. I don't really need another game that's like, hey, colonialism's good. That's that's fair. Yeah. Um, it's actually, you can you can play that just now. Like, you can... That was like an early gonna... access kind of thing? Yeah, I think there's a beta thing for it. There's some streamers that have played it. Um... Crucible got unreleased into beta, so you could probably still play the beta version of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it came out, and then they're like, maybe we should do a beta for this game. No, it's out. Um, yeah, those were my choices. I forgot those games existed till I looked in the list, and I was like, wait a minute. One of those games doesn't exist anymore. What are you talking about? Yeah, you can sign up to be a tester of New World. Nice. I will not be doing that. Um, but yeah, that's... Oh shit, that came out this year. The winners are yeah. all of those. <laughs> that list of games. They all win. Yes. Shared shared victory. Uh, in a year that didn't have that many releases and it was kind of quiet, they still managed to be forgetful. Yes. Um, next up, we have Best Puzzle Game. And we're starting with Paul. You're starting with me, but I'm going to veto myself on the next two categories because I have nothing for either of them. It's really funny that almost everyone that you don't have something for is the one that you're first for. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is not intentional. Circle back, circle back to me around the time of best story. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. You'll, well, I hope you have a best moment too. Um, <laughs> I yeah. Do have a best. I do have a best moment. The other two that I don't have anything for are the next two, Puzzle and Racing. That's fair. Uh, my favorite puzzle game this year was Murder by Numbers, which is a combination. No, that didn't come out this year. Yeah, it did. No, it didn't. Murder by Numbers came out in like January or something. Did it? Yeah. Oh, what? That, that, can I change my oh shit? That came <laughs> out this year. Murder by Numbers came out the 5th of March 2020. <laughs> What? Wow! Because I bought that, I bought that and loved it and played hours of it. It's really good. 
Um, I think it would. I I was in my 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 uh, Picross binge at that point. Yes, it's yeah. Murder by Numbers. Welcome to me with Gears Tactics. Yeah. For people that haven't seen it, Murder by Numbers is a combination of Picross and a Phoenix Wright style kind of investigation uh, adventure game kind of thing. And it's great. It's just really fun. The Picross puzzles are really good. They're really well made. Um, the story stuff around it is really interesting. All the characters are really cool. Yeah, the, the writing, the, the story writing and the way that, that those scenes are acted out and played out is very reminiscent of the... Um, Ace Attorney stuff. Yes, like even the the noise that they use for like the 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 text scroll, like the the typing noise kind of thing. Yes, is identical. Yeah. Um, some of the music and was done they... by the same guy. Ah, uh... Ace Attorney, so the music sounds very similar too. Yeah, and I... also the 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 noises when you discover like a plot point, a really yes. crucial plot point. There's. Uh-huh. You know, there's a punctuation within the music and the sound, and that's taken. Yeah, um, but it's great. It's it's a really fun game. Um, what was your choice, Mike? Before you remembered that Murder by so, Numbers existed. <laughs> yes. So no, I'm I, I'm ha- happy to actually give it to Murder by Numbers, but the one that I picked was it one you you've kind of played but you haven't is Tetris Effect Connected. Oh yeah. So it is. It is a separate game in that they've added the whole multiplayer thing and a few extra modes onto the connected thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it all, all revolves more around the, the multiplayer that they've added. So you can play, you know, just normal multiplayer Tetris against somebody and there's various modes. You can get it to change, you know, with all the scenery and music and things like that. That's fine. There's this connected thing and it plays uh, three of you play separately and you're playing against an ai boss and what you need to do is you know score more points and activate special effects once you get a special effect coming in from the boss who he counters you he sometimes throws garbage in but it's creative garbage sometimes it is uh he affects how your blocks fall down or he affects how much garbage you get and how it's placed into your system so it's not just a straight line it may be half of it's on you know all the garbage is on the left hand side so it throws everything up or there's various ways that it can happen but there's also this connected section that that happens and it takes all your three tetris boards and it combines them it connects them and you then get a certain amount of time and uh, you can place your uh, tetronimo anywhere on the board to create a line the more lines you create and the you know you clear up the board uh the more damage you do to the the boss and I it's just really a yeah really good um again it uses the music in quite a clever way as well in the way that it just mixes things in and out so it uses the it's all connected song that's mm-hmm. the kind of power up song and it's quite clever in the way that it uses it. Sometimes it is, uh, you'll just get the vocals or you'll just get the melody coming through. Very clever. And definitely worth it when it comes out on PlayStation 5. Yeah. I believe they're just going to give us as a free upgrade, I think. I think it's an upgrade to the PS4 version. So I don't know if the Xbox yes, version yeah. has like full like 4K or whatever. 
Well, actually, the PS4 version, I think, is 4K anyway, because it's a PS4 Pro game. So probably, yeah. it's probably fine. Um, but yes, I'm definitely going to try it out. The only reason I haven't is I don't have an Xbox. Um, yes, yeah. yeah. So uh, Nathan and I played quite a bit of that as well. I say quite quite a bit. We only played it once, but we played <laughs> you know, a few hours of it as well. Ah, so it's like Puyo Puyo um, Tetris too. <laughs> exactly, yes. You don't, you, you know... you <laughs> Play it a couple of yeah. times and you're like, okay, we got it. You yep, guys in the Puyo Puyo Tetris, what a waste of money. Oh, it's so good though. We'll play more of it. Oh, Destiny yeah. just showed up. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, so I I would have uh, said Tetris Effect connected, but uh, yeah, murder by numbers. <laughs> okay, we'll go with murder by numbers then, unless Paul has some strong feelings towards Tetris. That there's no, there's there's some really good puzzles in Destiny too. I mean, <laughs> is there? There are puzzles. <laughs> I don't know if there's really good puzzles in Destiny two. <laughs> My only input. <laughs> no, I didn't play a single puzzle game this year, so I'm not even going to put an input in. That's fair. So yeah, best puzzle game goes to Murder by Numbers with runner-up Tetris Effect Connected. Uh, honourable mention to Picross S4. And honourable mention to Puyo Puyo Tetris 2, which is very good, but it is also just Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah. With like one new There's mode that we haven't even nothing played. Nothing wrong with some Puyo Puyo Tetris. It has like one new mode and we didn't even play that mode yet. I know. Oh, for God's sake, guys. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's funny because we all bought it day one when it came out and we've just played the modes that we're used to playing. I know. But it's on PS5. Like, yes. It's pretty now. <laughs> None of that Switch garbage or in Japanese on the PS4 garbage. Exactly. Um... You guys are the worst, honestly. Like, we shouldn't be allowed money, is the takeaway. Yeah, class. you're the That's... least fiscally responsible people I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the least fiscally responsible person I know, too. Um, I think I bought a PS5 this year. Um, so did I. <laughs> Mike bought both. He's... Yeah, I was going to say yeah. I can top that. Yeah. Do, yeah. <laughs> um, All next... he needs to do now is buy like, a grand gaming PC and he's, he's topped everyone. I'm pretty sure Mike was talking about that at one point this year. I was, yes. <laughs> yeah, 2090. Uh, well, that, that was it. Because I was, I, I said I wasn't going to get consoles, I was going to go PC. And then I stopped short when I showed you the build that I had, and it was like a seven grand PC. Yeah. And there was no monitor attached to it at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was impressed that I was able to do that. But yeah. pretty good. Uh, gra- graphics cards cost a fortune just now because they keep selling out also. Um, yes. best racing game. Starting with me, it's my turn. Yes. Uh and it's going. My nomination is going to the one racing game I played this year, which is Dart Five. <laughs> um, it's really fun. I've not played as much of it as you have, Mike. Obviously. Yep. Um, be physically impossible. Um, but <laughs> I really like it. Uh the it feels like old school Dart. It's like just yes arcadey you know you're getting covered in dart spraying everywhere all these puddles and the wet mud and stuff like that it's great it's just fun um the only thing that sucks in it is the sprint cars which they updated and they're still bad they're they're not as bad as they were but they're like we fixed the sprint cars it's like you made them slightly less shit i don't know if i agree with that (laughs) i don't know if i agree that you made them good um 
And also it uses the trigger stuff on the PS5 controller, and I really like oh, it. Oh, yes. It's yeah. really cool. Um, we haven't really talked about that at all on these podcasts, but um, the trigger stuff on the PlayStation 5 controller, real cool. A lot of people before yes. launch were talking about how good the haptics were, like the rumble feeling, whatever. I think that's fine. Like, I think it's good. It definitely feels better than the old controllers, but it's not, like, mind-blowing to me. But the yes. the trigger stuff where it's like, oh, well, you know, when your brakes give out in Dart 5 because you're drifting around a corner or something like that, then all the tension goes away from that trigger. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. that's great. That's just fucking cool. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Dart 5, I really like it. I need to play more of it. Um, yeah. Cool. Man. I actually played quite a few racing games this year as you well. Did. Um, I did, yeah. I played a form- the new Formula One um, because it was on... Uh, oh, it was on PlayStation Now. Uh, so I managed oh, to yeah. get a shot at that. Yeah, that was quite good. Uh, I played uh, Hot Rock Racing, uh, Curve Digitals. Uh, it's their 90s retro game that looks like the... Remember the old arcades you used to play, and you yeah. got the five the the old VR racing like uh, Sega VR racing. Yeah, yep. Um, that's their uh, homage to that. That's very good as well. Uh, I also played WRC nine. WRC nine was very good. Um, it used the the triggers, uh, the adaptive triggers, slightly different than Dark Five uses them because what it does is. They start out with, you know, they've got that tension and the triggers like Dark 5 has it. Mm-hmm. But as you rattle this car, it's more simulation, obviously, than yeah. Dark 5. Dark 5 is definitely arcade this year. But with WRC 9, the as you bat the hell out of this car, throwing it around, and because it's quite simulation, simulated, uh, you are going to fling this car, you're going to do damage to it. Yeah. And it gets harder and harder to pull the triggers down because you're now at what, you know, there's so much crap within the, the car and stuff like that. You're struggling to put the, you know, to, to get the, the feel of the, the playing with the clutch and the brake and the triggers are very difficult until you get to the point where you damage the brakes and the brake cable snaps mm-hmm. and you can pull that trigger as loose as fuck and nothing happens. <laughs> It's actually it's clever. Great. It's brilliant the way that it, it definitely does sounds it. more realistic than the dark way of doing it. Yeah, um, and it just clever. The they've the, they've not only done that, but they've used the the speaker in the the controller really well as well. So if the rain weather, uh, when you're racing out in the rain. You've been in a car and it's have you know heavy rain near enough hailstones and that sound that tinny sound you hear on the yeah. top of the roof that comes through the little speaker in the controller and it's tinny it's it's realistic it is fantastic it's brilliant uh, they've just done so much and if you remember I, I've I didn't do WRC 8 but I think I did 4 6 and 7 mm-hmm was the ones that I reviewed for the website and obviously for the podcast as well. And every time I said, Kyle Turner are getting there. The, you know, it's an okay game, but the thing is they're going to keep doing it. And the, at one point they're going to hit gold and WRC is that gold. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's hit. 
Um, but it's not my my pick. My pick is Dark Five. Uh, everything that you said, Kieran, spot on. Uh, the story mode adds to it as well. Brilliant game. And it's that good that I played, I had it on Xbox for review. I uh, played through it, finished it, uh, just waiting for all the DLC that will come out with the, you know, the year one pass and everything. Yeah. And I went and I bought a copy. So we, you know, <laughs> the behind the scenes information, a lot, we do get some review copies that are given to us. That was one that was given to us. I went and bought a separate copy of it for the PlayStation 5 to play through it again. And I'm about halfway through it. Yeah, you're probably you're further than me. <laughs> Just yeah, <laughs> given you've already um, and, finished it, I'm like, <sighs> yeah, it was one of those that I was, I was happy to pick it up and play through that campaign again. Um, yeah. I tried the other day, just going on a tangent as well. I tried to do some, uh, just jump into a random online game mm-hmm. on the PlayStation Five. You know, nobody's playing this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's playing it. They're not playing it online. It didn't sell very well. That that sucks. That, yeah, I agree. You know, that's um, unfortunate. Yeah, that, that's. I, I'm. I am one. One of my disappointments is that it isn't doing as well. Um, yeah. It's a. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a fantastic yeah. game. The work that they've put into it. Um. It's a shame. So, yeah, yeah we, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. But we shall see what happens. I mean, they've just been bought by... Who's bought them this time? EA. EA. Yeah. yeah. It was originally going to be 2K, and then EA swooped in and was like, we're taking them. Yeah. Um, it be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, one thing that EA is good at is pumping out a yearly release of a licensed franchise. So, you know, yeah. the F1 series <laughs> will be good for them. And then, I don't know, maybe... Yeah. Maybe the people that made Dark Five can make like a burnout game or something. That'd be good. Yeah, well, Criterion the, ain't the, doing it. Yeah, nah, yeah. The dark people. Hopefully, they can they can get them to even if they, they, they take dark. the games. That, well, even if they put them on the EA access, maybe that's what it's needing. Maybe people are mm. not, you know, that they're not jumping onto these things because you know it is quite a niche market. Yeah, I bet once that, similar to how I bet when the Bethesda deal goes through, all those games will end up on Game Pass like the next day. I bet once this deal goes through, all of uh, Codemasters games will end up just on EA Access like right away. Yeah. I will probably play Dart 5 then. You should. Um, You should. You should definitely get it. Um, I think you would... Access as part of Game Pass as well, so that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so that that would be my pick. Fair. Would be Dark Five. So unless Paul has any racing games to add to us, uh, can we throw in Destiny Two Sparrow Jousting? Uh, no, because no. it controls like shit. <laughs> 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 it's fun though. Um, no, I don't. I haven't played a single racing game this year. I did have intentions of picking up Dark Five. Because I did like some of the dark games, but I just have not got around to it yet. And rather than rush to play loads of things, I'd rather just would not have anything in the category because I'd rather give the game time. That's completely fair. I really want to pick up um, Art of Rally at some point as well. Oh, yeah. That like kind of really stylized rally game. That looks really cool. 
Um, but yes, our best racing game is Dirt 5 with runners up WRC9 and whatever other racing games we mentioned in there. <laughs> the, I've yeah, about. just a whole list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Best Story. And this is coming from Mike. We're back around to Mike. We are. Cool. Best so, Story. This one, this kind of surprised me as well. This was a game that came out and went straight onto Game Pass indie game called Haven. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Nope. Uh, I've heard of it, but I've not played it. Um... It is a a game uh, where you are... You're exploring a strange land. Um, There's resource management that you need to go pick up, travel around, pick things up. And there's this story, and it... When it first starts, it looks like one of these kind of Japanese romance novel games. Yeah, like a visual novel kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it also reminds me slightly of uh, oh, what was that uh, game that was on the DS where you were uh, you played like the, the characters falling in love on a ski trip. Oh. I don't remember. But I know it was a game. really bad game. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I it kind of sprung. That was it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a, it kind of reminds you of this because you've got these uh, the the two main characters and they're in a relationship. Some of the way the dialogue's written is slightly cheesy. Um, the the male character uh, there's times once you've done certain things and you can activate conversations between the two. And he's just trying to get lucky. <laughs> There's no other way around to what he's trying to do in the way that it's written. But it's not vulgar and it doesn't... It's just kind of, right, okay, it's a bit of its time. That's fine. Then they start dripping elements of the story in. And it starts to become apparent that uh, they weren't on an adventure for shits and giggles and something went wrong. They were making a planned escape from where they've came from and mm-hmm. uh, without giving too much away it's quite difficult when you're talking about seeing it's the best story it becomes apparent that you know that they've come there it's a dystopia yeah and the reason uh and when you find out the reason why they did it it's from a five minute conversation that comes through and it just ties everything else up and at that point, you go, right, I'm hooked. I'm, I'd like to know more and what's happened. And I'm a sucker for dystopias. Um, just one of the things that I like. And this one pulled me in. And the story is more, it, it comes through the, the communication between the two characters. Because the gameplay-wise is more of, you know, uh, exploration you're floating about this uh, it's like a floating island mm-hmm. and it's connected by these little streams um, yeah. it's like rain- rainbow bridges and you go over the rainbow bridge to the next section and you know through the story oh we need to collect this so you go and you collect that then you go to the next part and it's oh we have to collect this that and there's also some beasties that we can fight mm-hmm. gameplay wise it's it doesn't really do anything original um 
too much. The there's a combat system which is quite nice. It's turn based, uh, but what happens is you do the combat with the two characters. You choose which character goes first, but both of them have to go for a turn to happen. Mm-hmm. But you can stagger how that turn goes. You can decide who goes first, who goes last. You can even work it so that one goes, then you wait long enough for the enemy to attack, then you can initiate the second attack. So there's That's a little bit cool. of strategy and things yeah. like that. It's quite cool. But it's the story of this one that, you know, I, I think deserved a shout-out. It, it was the strongest one, the strongest story that I felt in games as well, because everything else, um, Ghost of Tsushima, we've we've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was going to say Final Fantasy VII. We've seen, of course, we've seen that before. <laughs> but had it been the first Demon time you've seen it, yeah, we 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 know all these stories and things like that. This was just, I don't think, um, I don't think I've seen this story. In a video game. Yeah, I feel like this kind of thing you probably see a lot in like visual novels and stuff, but not a lot in things that have a bit more gameplay to them. Yes, yeah. So it definitely it's on Game Pass at the moment, so I would definitely recommend anyone check it out. But that would that's uh, my shout for best best story this year. Cool. Uh, Paul. Mine's is pretty simple. Mike just mentioned it. It is Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> Um, I really, really enjoyed the story in that. I thought it was... Again, you know, Mike said it's not something we haven't seen before, but I enjoyed the way they did it. I enjoyed the way that he's trying his best to be an honourable samurai and follow his uncle's wishes and become the next leader of the clan. But in order to save his people and his island, he has to become this... This thing that is against the codes. He has to learn to fight dirty. He has to become Batman. Yeah. Yeah. It it is kind of a Batman game when you think about it. It it is. (laughs) Um, It is kind of. But no, I just thought the story was really, really good. And I thought the way they implemented it as well was very good. Um, I did like the story a lot more than I expected to in Ghost of Tsushima. It's... Like, it doesn't do anything super special, but it's just, like, a well-told one of those. It's very well executed, it's yeah. well-told. Um, add that to the world that it is in. Yes. Yeah, it's it's taken it for me. Definitely. Makes sense. Uh, my favourite story of this year was Hades. Uh, oh, that is also fair. Which I also wasn't really expecting because it's a roguelike, and I was like, roguelikes, they don't have story. They can't do story. When they try, it's never that good. Uh, But Hades uh, uses its roguelike mechanics in a really cool way to tell its story, because the plot of the game is that you are Zagreus, the son of Hades, and you are trying to escape the underworld. You're trying to leave... To start with, for unexplained reasons. You just want the fuck out. You're fed up with your dad. You want gone. Um, and the other Greek gods are helping you out along the way by sending down boons. Which, these boons come with like a pre-recorded message from the gods. You can't talk to them, but they send you messages that are just kind of very one-sided things. Um, it's just usually the gods talking about how great they are. Um, and you learn more about the kind of 
the relationships between all of the gods through these different boons and depending on what power-ups you pick up basically because if you pick up you know a boon from Zeus and then later pick up one from Poseidon then there's a chance that the next time you pick up one from either of them the other one will pop up in the recording and be like uh fucking remind you brother huh hate this guy and it's like okay thanks <laughs> thanks poseidon <laughs> it's it's really good um but without going into any spoilers or anything like that the you slowly learn the reason why zagreus is trying to leave the underworld um you learn uh, it's just like a very interesting kind of twist on it and because it's a roguelike they have this built-in mechanic you know from roguelikes which is you know permadeath so you die you come back you do another run you die you come back you do another run um and they build that into the story because it is zagreus is a, a son of a god and every time he dies he comes back to hades's home in the afterlife because that's where he's you know he where he respawns basically um yeah and they use this in the story because it means that each time you're interacting with these characters who know that you've died a bunch and they were they were there when you came through some of them are characters that killed you the last time you came through like you meet megara who is you know one of the furies and she is like your ex basically and she's just she <laughs> murders you sometimes she's one of the bosses and if you beat her she'll just be hanging around in like the the lounge in uh, hades mansion next time you respawn um and she'll just be like yeah fucking leave me alone i can't believe i lost to you dipshit um but again you can talk to her more and more and you learn more about her story and her relationship with her sisters and you the thing it does really well is this like building up relationships between individual characters like the overall plot is good but the thing that makes the great is these individual little kind of almost side stories with each of the characters so and if you know anything about greek mythology a lot like it's all pulled from there like they make changes and stuff like that but it's you know you meet uh you meet achilles like achilles is just kind of hanging out and he gives you stuff every now and again you meet achilles and you meet patroclus later on and if you know anything about their history it's like oh okay fuck these two can't like meet in this world they explain that they, they they're separated and you know that becomes a whole like kind of sad thing you meet uh oh my god i can't remember his name but um he's basically like the grim reaper and he um you know he is clearly friends with zagreus and he's been ordered by Hades to make sure that Zagreus doesn't escape and he's very much just like look buddy we're friends but I need to be in your way and I need to <laughs> you know like your your dad is Hades like I can't just say no that's not how this works um and Cerberus is there and he's a big cute doggy um but yeah I, I just think that what they have pulled off not just in terms of just like a game story because it is like a really cool and unique story um well as unique as something based on greek mythology can be um but it's also just like 
really unique in how it uses that structure of a roguelike. Like, I've never seen a roguelike that has managed to weave story into it this way. And it's probably why, like, I've still not actually finished Hades. Like, I keep reaching the last boss, but I've not quite finished it yet. Um, You're lucky I haven't even reached the first boss. Man, that game is hard. And that last boss is a doozy. Um, The first boss is also a doozy for quite a while, too. So have fun with that when you reach it. Um... (laughs) But it's a roguelike. You get better and better. You get more upgrades, and you you know you'll eventually be defeating the first boss consistently and whatever. Um, but it's like the way they use that that structure, I think, is just really unique because it's a genre that's been massive for years now. Like since what? I mean, since Rogue, obviously, but more recently, like Spelunky and. Yeah, Spelunky, Binding of Isaac, and uh, Rogue Legacy, I think, would be the three that really, you know... Kind of shot into the stratosphere. Yeah, exactly. They really cemented it. Like, Rogue Legacy in particular, because that's the one that introduced the whole um, carrying over some kind of upgrade tree between runs, uh, which is what Hades does. Um, Which, yeah, it's, it's... it's a genre that has been massive since those games kind of hit and I don't think I've ever seen one of them even attempt to do story as well as this like I feel like most times when games when games have decided hey we're going to be a roguelike they kind of just the next step is so we're not going to bother writing much of a story yeah that is true um, or if it's not having many characters because it's going to be randomised, we can't guarantee they're there and stuff like that, but you know, Hades has some smart solutions to those problems as it turns out uh, but yeah, that's my suggestion my nomination is Hades Ooh. what wins? Um, oh I'm okay with not giving it to Ghost of Tsushima all right, that makes you the tiebreaker. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think Hades should win. But I also completely understand the argument for Haven having not played it, but it sounds like it does some cool stuff. Yeah. 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 I... I think... Hmm. Having not played Hades, I... Um, but I have read, you know, about it. It's the scale of it and the, the things it goes into. I think there's probably a bit more story and a bit more things in there that it can play on mm-hmm. than, yeah. than Haven. Um, I think Haven is this this cool little indie thing, and I'm quite happy for it to be. You know, we've spoken about it and things like that, and I I will recommend people check it out for this the story and things like that but Hades is one of those that's still on my list to pick up so yeah I'd be cool with that cool go Hades yeah you weren't needed for tiebreaker anyway Paul no <laughs> was not Mike is vetoed hey, you hey, he's taking on, your we push, of you. should we push him who, who would you have given it to I'd have given it to Hades yeah I think we, <laughs> no, that's not surprising <laughs> I think it's the one you've played and from the little of the story i know it's pretty good so i really need to play haven because haven's one i've been looking forward to um because it's uh 
it's the same devs that made Fury. Which I don't know if you ah. remember, we got that on PS Plus a while ago. It's that like, yes. isometric boss run yep. kind of thing, and it's really good. Um, yeah. So, so I was, I, I, was bit, I was selling this through to I was selling it to Nathan mm-hmm. uh, when we were doing one of our our Destiny runs, and yeah, so I think he's going to check it out. But yeah, definitely you should. Yeah, I, I definitely will because I like that devs other games. Um, so yeah, our best story of twenty twenty goes to Hades. With runners up, Haven and Ghost of Tsushima. Next up, we have Best Moment. Brought to you by Paul. Take it away, Paul. I actually have two. The Uh, one I'm going to say is the runner up. Is the first time you feed a bug snack somewhere (laughs) in that game. That's a good one. Because you go, what in the (laughs) ever-loving... fuck just happened <laughs> they also kind of they barely react to it they're just like cool my hands are strawberry now it's like wait yeah what do you mean your hands are strawberry? you can't act like that's normal what the fuck <laughs> they act like it's perfectly nothing out of the ordinary and it's like all right okay that's how this game's gonna go uh so yeah that would be that's that is my runner-up uh and then the one that was kind of really my just like oh wow that's you know things have changed that's really cool is the time you first unleash the ghost in Ghost of Tsushima when you first unleash the oh when you first do the when the, you first get the, power the, up the super power up move everything goes to black and white film grain and, and you're you... just slaughtering people in like fucking brutal ways Yes. Oh, right. Heads off, legs off, arms gone, bodies cut in half, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, oh no. He's... The tone of this just completely changed. <laughs> yeah. I feel um... like it's basically the same one, but for me, like, Ghost of Tsushima, like, the similar kind of uh, moment for me in that is the first time you sneak up on a captain and behead him. Oh yeah, like no, once one. you unlock that ability, and it's like instead of like sneaking up behind people and you know stealthily killing them, you slice this dude's fucking head off, hold it up, and are like, "Yeah, want some? Fucking mon then." And it's like, wait. Let <laughs> uh, SD's pals are like, "No, nah, you're alright." He's like, "Square go." Um, that wasn't actually one of mine. I just remembered it because you said ghost mode, and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so th- that would be my one. But um, feeding your first bug snacks to a, a cast member in that game is also kind of high in the list. Um, mine is a very personal one, which is beating the first level in GTFO. Ah! Because it took us so many tries. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually a very good one. Um... For people who don't know, GTFO is like a a horror first person shooter, kind of like Left 4 Dead. If Left 4 Dead was brutally difficult and punishing, and yes, and was, you failed at every turn. Yeah, and it's like got this really amazing like look to it, where it's like everything is like got that kind of nineties sci fi look to it, with this, everything looks big and bulky, and there's like a layer of fucking dry ice fog everywhere and it's 
fucking creepy as shit and really cool looking. Yeah, and it's yeah. Really difficult. It's horribly, horribly difficult. And when you beat the first level, when you get to the end of the first level, like you, the goal is that you're going in, collecting a thing and getting out. Like that's, that's yeah. the gist of it. You're going in, collecting a thing, getting out. But to collect a thing, you have to go in, and this would actually be maybe a backup moment or a secondary moment for me, which is you interact with terminals to try and find where the things you're looking for are. Yes. And the terminals are literally just like DOS prompts. And you have to like set and type in actual things to search for them. And there's like a command list and stuff like that. But it's they're just text prompts and you're typing in shit to yeah, figure it out. You, and it's you have to do DOS stuff to get what you need. Like I actually had a notepad beside me when we were doing it, so I could write down the lo- like what room the things we were looking for were in. Because there's nothing in game to do it. No, you just, there isn't. You check them on this terminal and it's just a fucking text prompt. You don't know how to do it. So I was writing them down on a bit of paper. So I remember when we get to Sector 25, there's three hard drives in there. Remember. Um, and but there's multiple points throughout the level where you... It does the kind of like wave-based thing where it's like, okay, you're going to go through this door. It's going to set off an alarm prepare for a wave, put down turrets, put down uh, goo that blocks the doors, put down mines, that kind of stuff, prepare. And you do through like two or three of those throughout the level. Um, And then we got to the end of the level and we see this like giant like lit up area and we're like, fuck, that's another one of those that looks just like those, fuck. Like we have like four bullets between us. What are we going to do? Um... So we're all, like, setting up what turrets and shit we have, like, you know, sitting there with, like, what little ammo we have left over from doing everything else. Like, all right, no one's standing that fucking thing in case it triggers. And then we all stood it and the level ended. <laughs> like, God damn it. Yeah, that was the, yeah, that was, was great. It was so good. Um, that game's great. It's in early access, so we'll probably talk more about it next year. Um, when it's actually fully out but it's, presuming it's it, it came really out in, it came out in early access in 2019 so i wouldn't even bet on that honestly <laughs> um but yeah I, I this happened this year so i think it counts here um but that's my choice i that yeah, Fair. Really i did not even think about gtfo i've been thinking about anywhere that i could slot it into these awards that it would fit because <laughs> i really like it's, it's a really good game it's really fun like Mike, you might like it in particular because it has like the you have different classes, right? Um, well, not really classes. You have different like special weapons that are kind of basically you know classes. So like Paul was carrying around a turret, um, Ben was carrying around like a mine launcher thing, but the yeah. thing that Nathan had was just the motion detector from Aliens. All right. <laughs> it even makes the same noise. Like it's literally just, <laughs> but it's essential because before you go through, like enemies don't really travel through rooms very much, like through doors. Um, most of the time, enemies don't actually move around. They're kind of like asleep until you fucking piss them off by accident. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can detect them on the motion detector. So it was a lot of like Nathan like going up to doors before we went through and Nathan just be like, nope, 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 not, not, not this one. Nope, not <laughs> that door. Not this fucking door. Um, and you just hear like the motion detector pinging going off constantly. We're like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, fucked. 
It's really yes. good. It's so fun. Um, if it ever comes to console, we'll play it there. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what was your choice for best moment? So mine was a game that we've I kind of half mentioned uh, was Manita. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So the shark. Manita is the it's the shark RPG where you get to play as a shark, and you load it up and you go right. How's this going to go? What's it going to do? And pretty early on, it lets you have a go as a shark. But it lets you have a go as the final, you know, leveled up shark, and you get to decimate a beach. And it's be it's so it's you know showing you the controls and things like that. But this is like Jaws. You, you're getting to play Jaws, yeah. but you know, like the real bloody scenes. If you, if you ever saw Jaws when you were young, you know, mm-hmm. it was more violent than it actually was in your mind because there was a shark and it bit people's legs off, and you get to do this. And it, it is just so brutal. It, you know, you can you're chomping people in half. You're uh, diving like a dolphin over the boat, but as you're doing it, you're grabbing somebody in midair and taking them down with you, and then <laughs> chomping him in half, and and leave, you're seeing half the body, you know, float one direction, then the legs float the other bit. You're jumping up and uh, you know, bursting somebody's rub uh, in a tube that they're in, and you just near enough swallow them whole and spit the leg the legs out it is <laughs> it's just like what the hell is this it is so brutal and um i i was howling and laughing and then came through what the hell holy fuck did you just eat that entire guy <laughs> and it was <laughs> my that was me i've still not played this i'm looking forward to because it's gonna be in ps plus Yes. At time yes. recording in a few days. Um and I'm definitely finally gonna play it. Um but I have watched this intro sequence before and it does seem fucking hilarious. But my oh, favorite part it... my favorite part about it is that there's like commentary over the whole thing, voiced by uh Chris Parnell. Yes, that's who, right, yeah. Who people may know as uh Cyril Figgis in Archer or Doctor Spaceman in Thirty Rock. Oh um, yeah. Which just adds to this just fucking stupid. (laughs) It's daft. Um, I haven't played much of the game, uh, but it does this, and then uh, there's another bit, and I'll talk about that later on in the podcast. But yeah, it's it's just a brilliant moment. It's entire carnage, just complete and utter carnage. But yeah, that would be my my shirt for best moment. Fair. Yeah, no, it's a fair moment. I will need to to play this when it's available on PS Plus. But what wins? Ooh. Well, that's a good question. I I don't... It needs to come down to one of the two episodes of violence. <laughs> yeah, I don't think our personal moment, which is beating that level in GTFO, can win it. Oh, that's fair. Um, um, I really like feeding like a bug snack to someone is the <laughs> thing for this, though. Feeding a bug snack to someone is great for the first time. Yeah, but um, can... that, that is That is quite weird because I you guys have spent a lot of time 
going into the game. So I don't think that would have been much of a shock to you, Kieran. I think you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, it's just still seemed like the, the dialogue around it and stuff, though, was... Yeah, d- I, I was the same as Paul, and it was like, who the fuck am I playing? It was <laughs> exactly my reaction. <laughs> the biggest reaction I've had to anything in a game this year. Like, what the f- happened? And I went, okay. So my reaction was, yeah, okay, fair enough. And I'm waiting for him to go, oh, that, don't worry about that. That's what happens when you feed me what it... But no, he was like, <laughs> get me on. another. <laughs> I yeah. want to be a full strawberry. Yeah, yeah, it's like, find me another one. It's like, all right, you creepy bastards. <laughs> they go into went. even more creepier things about it later, which is especially funny. Yes, but, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I've got... I've heard things, but I'm not going to repeat <laughs> yeah. them. But yeah, it's there's rumours about one of the characters in the <laughs> island. There's like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It is kind kind of weird. And then you know, there's a guy who's he's growing and raising hamburgers, and <laughs> you know, it's a, he's trying to what? Yeah, well, yeah, but still, <laughs> it's and you've got the ketchup farmer. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought that's what you were talking about. Yes, uh, it was, yeah. Because he buries the bugs next to try and grow them. And you just have these yes. piles of dots yeah. with googly eyes. Yeah, it's weird. Um, <laughs> um, I could I go for the man-eater intro. Honestly, I'm, I think it more so than the ghost mode thing, for me it would be man-eater or the bug snack. Yes, yeah. I, I do like the, the the kind of brutality of ghost... Mm-hmm. It um it does remind me a lot of uh the the big fight scene in Kill Bill. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it does get very to... silly, gory very quickly. Yeah, if they had some I think that would have been my moment and game and of the century and everything if all of a sudden when it did switch to black and white they started playing music by the RZA. <laughs> <laughs> You know that would uh, that would have sold it for me. That would improve most games, though. Oh yes. Uh, so, what are we going for? Are we I'm going happy to for... let Manator have it. I'm happy cool. to let Manator. Yeah, have I can it. go with Manator. So, Excellent. the best moment of the year is the Manator intro sequence. Where yes. You eat people. Uh, a lot of yep. people. <laughs> you, you devastate a beach. Uh-huh. And it also has like the documentary sequence from like this shark hunter during it. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, again, I've thought I should play this game. I've just seen that intro. It seems great. Oh, uh, um, uh, runners up, feeding someone their first bug snack. Bug snacks. Beating the first level in GTFO, and the ghost mode in Ghost of Tsushima. Next up, we have best multiplayer. Starting with me. It's my best multiplayer game. And it's going to be a surprise to everyone. Because it's Call of Duty Warzone. That's really surprising coming from you. I played a lot of Call of Duty Warzone this year. (laughs) 
it got that me. That's true, and you played most of it with me. Yeah, and it got me into Call of Duty, a series that I just don't like. I still don't really <laughs> like it. I played a bunch of the regular multiplayer in Call of Duty as well, and kind of liked it. But I tried to play the campaign and thought it was bad. Um, which Modern Warfare is one of the campaigns people seem to like a lot, including Paul. Yeah, no, it's a great campaign. I thought it was really boring, so I just stopped nah, playing it. Fantastic. <laughs> but Warzone is is not even like the best of the battle royales. Like I still think Apex Legends is still the best of the the battle royale yeah. games. Apex kind of fell off. Well the thing is for me is that Call of Duty Warzone's just so simple. Yes. It's so simple. The Call of Duty gameplay in general is designed in such a way that makes it makes the the barrier of entry really low. So more so like Apex Legends is kinda hard to play now because everyone's really fucking good at Apex Legends. Yeah, I don't um, think I'd want to go back to Apex. Yeah, even Fortnite's kinda like that. Like people are really good at Fortnite now. Um Call of Duty Warzone, the skill barrier is like so low for it. like obviously the it can be really high. Like, you can get really good at Call of Duty. Yeah. But generally, you can get in and do some real fucking damage no matter what your skill level is in Warzone. Like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you just can... pick up an LMG. Yeah, exactly. An easy weapon. Um, And that's part of the reason I just played a bunch of it. The season pass stuff was also good. Like, I got into trying to unlock all the season pass stuff one month uh, and or one that's season. mainly because you wanted that skin i wanted that skin i got i wanted two things i wanted that skin of that uh that lady wearing the tank top and i um, wanted the Renetti. Uh, no i wanted uh, the watch i wanted the oh, watch okay. that had like a little tamagotchi. a little tamagotchi in it which is <laughs> completely pointless but i wanted it um <laughs> So I unlocked Whereas those. the rest of us wanted the pistol that worked like an SMG. Yeah, you guys wanted a really good pistol, and I was like, I want the fucking Tamagotchi watch. I want to hit this button. You can hit a button that brings your watch up. There's no good reason to do it most of the time, but you could do it. Um, so yeah, Call of Duty Warzone. I don't know, I played a lot of it. I really liked it. That map's really good. The well, you know, Call of Duty gameplay worked really well. They did this before, to be fair. They did a Battle Royale Blackout. with... Uh, yeah. Which seemed With, really good. Uh, yeah, Blackout was actually better than Warzone, but Warzone's the one that hit. <laughs> Fair. But you could do dumb shit like drop on certain places and then just grab a helicopter and then get the fuck out and then start like killing people as they're dropping out of the plane into your helicopter blades. Which is a fucked up thing to do, but you can do that. <laughs> Certainly can. Um. So yeah, that's my choice for best multiplayer. Which... I'm sure it was a surprise to everyone. It actually was. Yes. So, Mike, what was your choice? Mine might surprise you as well. It was Fall Call Guys. Oh, Fall Guys is a good choice. I forgot that came out. Let's go back to oh shit, uh, that came out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I really enjoyed Fall Guys. Fall Guys, for anyone that hasn't played it, is basically... People in big beanbag suits playing <laughs> Total Wipeout. Yeah, yeah. That's that is it. That's that's all it is. Yeah. It's a race through these obstacle courses, and you have very. It, your, the physics affecting your body is 
horrible, so you need to <laughs> kind of compensate and do things. Um, and yeah, we just had a lot of fun playing that it's, when it first came out. It's a great game. And it, yeah, it was brilliant. Fair enough. So it's one of the ones that I thought to put in, but I actually didn't like Fall Guys that much. Oh. Oh. The game's great. You're wrong. I mean, I'm <laughs> wrong. Your opinion's opinion. wrong. Your opinion's wrong. Oh, okay. I'll have a wrong I, 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 ironically, fell off of Fall Guys pretty hard, but I do enjoy it. Yeah, I was the same. I did stop um, just suddenly, but I think I'm trying to remember what else. Something took over. Destiny 2. <laughs> Eventually. Um, Eventually, yes. Yeah, I can't remember I think what. We, no, we uh, started playing Crusader Kings. Oh, was that what it was? And we just ditched yep. Mike. That sounds right. We kind yeah, of did, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, we kind of did, yes. That's fair. And then we started playing Among Us. I didn't play much Among Us. Paul, what's your choice? Is it Among Us? No, my choice is not Among Us. Um, I actually had Animal Crossing on there. It's a good choice. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it is not my choice. My choice is Warzone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Was there going to be any other choice? When again, I've got 300 plus hours. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. 100% makes sense. Um, I'm, I'm really... I'm, I'm holding on to that because I'm really actually disgusted at myself for the level of time in that game. It's... It's pretty crazy. I think, I, th I think it is something where you've got a game that, let's face it, Paul, you were never really a big Call of Duty guy as well. You, you oh, no, were I slowly getting, Call of Duty. I was yeah, a Halo you, guy. Yeah, and you know, then you you got into it. It did the same thing to to Kieran, and for a game has to have something if it can do that, and it can drag you in and do things like that. Um, it's you know, the Fort one more win mentality. It's the one more oh, win factor. Yeah. It's yeah. the you know Fortnite does that for certain people. That it certainly did it for me as well. It's the you know the the one more goal that it, and that's the basis of every good video game. If it has that one more shot, just one more. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. So I I I think there's there's no choice in uh, what gets it. All right. Fall Guys. Best player goes to Fall Guys. I guess we agree. The uh, best multiplayer is by unanimous choice Puyo Puyo Tetris yes. 2. Um, That's it. And it's, Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Call I of Duty Warzone. With runner up Fall Guys and Call of Duty Warzone. <laughs> um, next up, prettiest game. Uh, this is the kind of you know it's the overall category for game what looks good. Yes, best game graphics looks really pre pretty. Best, best graphics artistic and best graphics technical. Um, yes, it just needs to look good. It doesn't need to be the most technically advanced game in the world. It could be a two D no, thing. No. It could be a three D thing. It could be a VR thing. But what did you think looked the nicest? Mike, I I think this is the one that's going to take it. There is when you think about it, there's no other choice, and that's Ghost of Tsushima. It yeah, has definitely up there. <laughs> yep, yeah, you know the 
the hallway, it's got the, the islands of Japan depicted, uh, just the, the way the mist, which is kind of the fog of war, that goes through the map and it disappears as you move. It still lingers in areas where you haven't been. Yeah. You then add in, you can do the Kurosawa mode. And it's got the film grain running mm. through it. Uh, just, and then on the technical side as well, it is a stunning achievement for the size of world that it has and the way that it looks. Yeah. Yeah. The like particle yeah. effects for all of the like leaves blowing around and yeah, things like that. Oh, it yes. just looks fantastic. Yeah. And also like file size wise, that game's pretty tiny, so I don't know how they pulled most of that off. Like it's insane. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, Paul, what's the prettiest game? Ghost of Tsushima. Alright, that's, that's a good choice. Do you have more to add to it? Oh, uh, no. That's I, what makes it. Everything. <laughs> like, the the particle effects. You're, you're on your horse. You're bounding through the forest towards your next mission. You can't help but stop and go, wow, all these cherry blossoms falling off the trees. Mm-hmm. Just so many moments in that game you just stop to appreciate the scenery. Yeah, like I said in the open world discussion, like I took so many pictures in this game. I, if you yeah. if you took all the combat out of this game and called it Pokemon Snap Two of Tsushima, I'd it would still, be correct. I, I'd be right. It's accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah. You go from the the red tree sections to the the yellow tree sections to just the use of color, and then of course you've got the you know the modes they've got in there different modes you can have set up for different looks yeah it's just it's easily the most visually stunning game of the year is it the most technologically advanced with some of the stuff that's came out on ps5 now probably not but is it the most pretty yes doesn't even have ray tracing uh it's worth mentioning though it does actually look better on ps5 um they added a new mode to it on PS5 that bumps the resolution up to 4K and um, oh. locks the frame rate to 60, and it looks. So fantastic. I don't need to buy the game again. Yeah, <laughs> it looks really <laughs> good. You go to that, and we'll play the multiplayer. Um, my choice wasn't Ghost of Tsushima, but this part like said you, someone else would pick it. Uh, right. My pick was Demon's Souls. One okay. Of the ah. one of the few PS5 exclusives that came out this year. Uh it's a fully next gen remake of Demon Souls for the old PS3 game. And it just looks stunning. It's just like a it's a showpiece for how good games can look on these new consoles. It runs at like a solid sixty frames a second, locked four K or well, I don't think it's four K, I think fourteen forty P or something like that. But it, it looks really sharp. Um, and then they've just filled the whole game with like all this detail. Like again, I took so many screenshots of this game just because everything looks so nice in it. There's like a part pretty early on in Demon Souls, like in the second level, uh, World One Two technically, where like this giant dragon flies overhead as you go across a bridge. And it just breathes fire and trashes everything on the bridge and kills everything on there, stuff like that. And you just have to stand there in awe of it. It's just like, this just looks fucking amazing. And also kind of terrifying. Like, they made this giant dragon look fucking scary. <laughs> um, 
and the fire is like with the the way they've implemented the HDR is like so bright. It's like hard to look at. It's like ah, it's so good. Um, but yes, it's not going to be Ghost of Tsushima. But I thought it would, it deserved, you know, getting called out here because it's yeah, it's a fucking absolutely cool looking game. Um, but yes, the prettiest game is Ghost of Tsushima, with a runner-up, Ghost of Tsushima, and also Demon Souls. Next, we have best action game, and we're back to Paul. So, rather than put Ghost of Tsushima in here, <laughs> I mean, you could have, which I could have done, which I could have done, and it certainly would deserve of, of being in this uh, my choice for this category. I have Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Hmm. Okay. Um, I am. I reckon about halfway done with the story in that game. Um, possibly a little less. They have taken what I did not like from Odyssey. Which I thought was a clunky battle system, to be quite honest. And I'll be honest, I thought this was a clunky battle system as well. Uh, when, I, when, when I first started playing the game... Once you get used to using the triggers for doing melee attacks, which somehow to me still feels weird. Everyone's been doing it since Dark Souls came out, man. It's been a yeah, while. Yeah, I know, but it still, it still feels weird. Give it the times. Like, melee, melee should be on buttons in my head, but once you, once you do that and then you can just roam around as a raiding party of marauding Vikings just looting, pillaging your way through <laughs> Little England. The game's just absolutely fantastic. Um, it could also have been in the prettiest category as well, because the game looks absolutely phenomenal on PS5 with the upgrades. And yeah, it's just... Is it my favourite action game of the year? No, it's probably my second favourite action game of the year, but I think it deserves the shout-out for being one of the best action games of the year. But what if none of us pick Ghost of Tsushima? <laughs> it's one enough. <laughs> That's fair. No, it's... Um, so, I, genuinely, it's it's the... In my opinion, Valhalla is the best of the three Assassin's Creeds that have come out in this RPG style. Hmm. Um, there's... Yeah. There's something we said about marauding around with a, a bunch of Vikings, pillaging, brandishing a battle axe in one hand and a shield in the other. It does sound good. Um, so yeah, that is, that is my reasoning. It is just a really, really good action game, good mechanics. It just feels nice to play, and it looks really pretty too. Nice. Well, my pick is also not Ghost of Tsushima. It's Hades. Also valid. Hades is... It's a very similar action to the previous Supergiant games. Like They very much have iterated their combat system from Bastion across the years. Like Transistor uses it. 
Pyre kind of uses it, but Pyre is also like a kind of basketball game, which is weird. Um, but it, Hades is very much iterating on those, and it's great. This is just as good as it was in his previous ones, and then with the roguelike systems in it, like they they build on it more and more. You get so many different types of weapons, so many different types of upgrades, and you're building, you're setting out these different builds to, you know, power up in different ways, and you end up doing completely crazy shit by the end of each run. Um, it was Destiny Greece. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> kinda. <laughs> if instead of armor you were picking up gods. <laughs> sure. Like, Zeus made me shoot lightning every time I do a regular attack. Uh, and um, Poseidon makes it so that every time I throw my little spell thing it knocks enemies into a wall and kills them um, but yeah it's just a great system of it Mike what was your yeah, favourite action really game my favourite action game of the year Tetris. is Resident Evil 3 oh now this oh. is surprising yeah, so it is. Uh, it it stays true to the original, mm-hmm. in that it is more actiony rather than survival horror. So yeah. you weapon, you, you know, the weapons are there and things like that. But it you does add something this time. Yes, yes. So you can do the dodging in it, and that it is more. Haha! There's a zombie. I don't need to kill him, so if I'm short in ammo, who cares what this? And so you, you can do the, the stealth rolls and uh, you know roll out of the way, things like that. It adds a bit more into it. Uh, looks absolutely stunning. On the PS5, it runs like a dream. Looks even better. Um, and it is just a faithful adaption of the original. I always liked Resident Evil 3, some people, uh, you know how I always, I shit on 4, I don't like 4, there was people mm-hmm. that, that said the same thing about 3. Um, it, it can be divisive, I always liked it, I thought it was a nice end to the kind of little trilogy before 4 came in and took it in a different direction. Yeah, And this is a good implementation of that. Adds, uh, like Resident Evil 2 as well, it changes things. Mm-hmm. So it is a bit of a different game as well. So you're playing different things. Uh, you can't remember everything from muscle memory or anyone that's got muscle memory for that many years ago deserves a medal, to be fair. But <laughs> yeah, th- so it does change things. It mixes it up. And really enjoying it. The other cool thing that you can do, and I did this with uh, Resident Evil 2 as well, is uh, back in the day to get some of the special weapons and things you had to play, you know, four or five times you had to play through the game, different characters and things like that. Yeah. But once you've done, you know, the the run with the two characters in Resident Evil 2, one of the cool things that you can do, uh, and you can do it in this as well, is unlock everything. You can do it straight away if you wish. Pay some money to unlock everything and grab one of the guns and just run through it like a shooter. And that, that's quite cool as well. Resident Evil 2, uh, sorry, 3 does something as well, though, that even that there's still that element of danger, even if you had 
unlimited ammo because you know you've got the rules so you can do the rule and things like that but it does up the ante slightly in that um one of the first things it does is it shows you that uh, normally when you're playing one of these games you've got like a playing field and there'll be like fences that zombies can't get through or you know uh, areas that the zombies can't get through and the first thing is it does is it shows you that the zombies can now push these fences over um, and with graphics being the, the way that they are now you can't look at scenery and go that's movable that's not you know, that was always the thing within the original games was you could have a look and you could see the areas that were interactable. And, you know, so a zombie's going to come through there or there's no invisible wall or there is an invisible wall. You could always find those because uh, that was just, you know, due to yeah, the, the constrictions. Yeah. It wasn't pre-rendered yes. like the rest of it because it had to be able to move. Yes. Yeah. All bets are off now. Um, and I just really enjoyed really enjoyed playing through it um and it's a good show so that's my pick it's a good choice uh oh, but what that, yeah what one wins that is a tough one that is yeah. three three really good examples of action just being able to hack and slash and, and, and shoot your way through things um I'm okay with it not being Valhalla. I just wanted to give it the shout out um, that it deserves. Fair. Cool. Um, I don't. I am also happy with. <laughs> Why don't we pick? <laughs> generate a random number and let fate decide. <laughs> I'm, you know, are, I'm kind of fine with Resident honestly... Evil 3 winning this because I think it does the combat is really fun in that game um, yeah the Hades stuff is more iterative well I was just going to say that but the Resident Evil 3 combat is actually very similar to the Resident Evil 2 remake um, <laughs> yes yeah I was going to say like Hades is iterative on other super giant things but so is Resident Evil 3 <laughs> yeah um But yeah, I'm I'm happy to give Resident Evil Three a nod in this one. It's not really excellent. Got, it's not really gotten a, a nod anywhere else. It no, no. So uh, a wee no. shout out, and it's it's fun. I need to finish that game. Student Mike from the nineties will be over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Best action game: Resident Evil Three Remake with runners up Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Hades. Next category is what the fuck did I just play? Which is a category for, I don't know, weird shit. Yeah, it's just weird shit in general. Games, games you um, came around, you came away from going, what the fuck did I just play? Because it went off the rails or it started off the rails or maybe even just did something the games don't usually do and that was weird. Yes. I chose bug snacks for this. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it, but the ending of bug snacks in particular made me walk away being like, "What the fuck did I just play? What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> I did not see this coming. Um, no. But yeah, that's that's my choice. Without going into any spoilery details about bug snacks, 
That's that's my choice. Mike? My choice is also box oh. stacks. Well, I'm Paul then. <laughs> I had two. Box now. Uh, uh, yep. What's actually? And, man, and Manita. It was uh, oh. both of those. And we've said, you know, we said the exact same thing when we were talking about best moment. Yeah. It, it was playing the, the in Manita, you know, you've devastated this beach and then you've got this, they're presenting it like a, you know, one of those shark feet programs. And there's the story and the guy's doing the thing with the shark and then there's the beat. I'm watching it and I'm going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it was, it was nothing like I'd ever seen. And, you know, we were talking about bug snacks as well. Have a strawberry. Mate, your arm's a strawberry. Get us another one. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Yeah, and you haven't even seen the ending, which gets no. even more. No, um, yeah, we've. Uh, uh, Nathan had, 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 has alluded to it, and you guys have as well, in in terms of tone and things like that. And it is. It's just like, what the hell is this? You think it's one thing, and it turns. You it's know, like it... you played through someone's coke-addled fever dream. It's like they fired the director three quarters of the way through and then Cronenberg came in and was like, I got this. Don't worry. <laughs> this is my game now. Yep. So, yes, I am I am happy to have uh, Bug Snacks is the what the fuck did I just play? A prestigious award. I, um, oh, yes, absolutely. What the fuck did I just play goes to Bug Snacks with runner-up Maneater. And two more bug snacks. Um, <laughs> game of the year. That's, That's us. it. We've done the categories. It's just our top fives. Do you guys need a break or anything? You want to just hammer through it? What do you want to do? I'm good to go. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Um, let's just go through in the same order we're doing before then. We're going to do our individual game of the years, our top fives. And we'll, Are we doing fives, we'll... then fours, then threes? Oh yeah, do you want to do that? We'll go through. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. Um, and then we'll try and cobble together some overall list. Cool. Um, so we will start with Mike. What's your number five cool. game of the year? My number five is a game I absolutely adore. I've spoke about it a couple of times. We spoke about it for surprising me. And also his soundtrack, and that's Astro's Playroom. Mm. Nice. Yep. Early game. Good. Can't recommend it enough. And just all the warm fuzzies. <laughs> it almost made mine as well. Oh my god. Sorry, I minimized the window, and then Google Docs was like, this is just blurry now. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, so, Paul, you next. My number five is Bug Snacks. Mm. Um, it is definitely a WTF game. It's uh, ninety percent sure they were on drugs when they made it. I was like to say that but, I'm writing these down on. For people, you know, don't obviously know this. We changed the format slightly, um, and the way that we're doing it now is we all have our individual like documents so that we can. It's more of a surprise when each other person says their things uh but i'm writing them all down so i can like compilate them all together into a thing i just wrote paul's bug snacks instead of paul's game of the year 
so yeah, Bug Snacks is my number five because despite it being crazy, it's still one of my favorite games I've played this year, uh, and it's it's, it's really great. Good. It's really good. My number five is Fuser. Came out of nowhere. Said it in biggest surprise. Like I didn't really think this was going to be anything I'd be into. I ended up playing a ton of it. I still go back to it bare minimum once a week, but really I'm going back to the few times here and there. It's good just for like, hey, I need, you know, I want to sit and just, you know, listen to music and fuck about for 20 minutes. It's become that game for me. Um, but yeah, it's my number five, Fuser. Mike, what's your number four? My number four is your number five. <laughs> Fuser. Uh, yeah, Fuser is absolutely fantastic. Just uh, for everything you said as well, the campaign mode is it, it's a means to an end mm-hmm. and then you get to fuck around with music and just do different things with it. It is also the reason that I now hate Smash Mouth's All-Star because <laughs> it's, it's one of those songs one. that everyone everyone just uses it over and over and over again. Um, but then you come across somebody that uses, you know, one of the pieces that nobody else uses and it's quite cool. Um, yeah, that just this community that is around it, you um, listen to things, you can... One of the cool things, I don't think any of us have, has, has said anything, is when you are doing either your own mix or you're listening to somebody else's, you can do what is called taking a snapshot. Mm. So you can take a snapshot. If you take a snapshot of your own stuff, you can then save that and you can pull it into you know mixes and things and it's already there. It's like a, a, a snippet and you can just yeah. flip it in. What you can do is you can take a snapshot of somebody else's. If you take someone else's, you can't use it as your own but it's there that you can either recreate it or, you know, it, it's the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you can, yeah, it's just an amazing game uh, for all the reasons that Kim said and more. That's my number four, Fuser. We need to play that co-op at some point. Oh, we, yes. <laughs> we, need, we, need to, we need to do the battles as well. Yes. I think the co-op sounds more interesting to me, but I definitely don't want to see what the battles are. Yeah. Um, Paul, what's your number four? My number four is our favorite multiplayer game of the year. It's Warzone. Um, Modern Warfare technically came out in 2019, but the Warzone addition to it, which is a standalone technically, came out in March. So Warzone is my number four for game of the year 2020. Good, good. Uh, My number four is Ghost of Tsushima. Um, good show. we've talked about a bunch already it's yes. just a really fun open world action game it does the Assassin's Creed and uh, like kind of you know Assassin's Creed and like to a lesser degree like Batman kind of combat and stealth and stuff like that I feel like it does it better than those it's part of the reason I didn't buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla this year even though it's apparently quite good it's just I don't think I can go back to Ubisoft Open Worlds after seeing it done this much better. Um, That's fair. And it's... I did everything in this game. <laughs> it took me a long time. Some of it wasn't the most fun 
it was sometimes pretty tedious. But I will also give props to the Ghost of Tsushima for having in-game ways to find all of the collectibles. Yes, that was that was amazing. Yeah, so you don't need to like look up online a map that's like, oh, this is over here, this is over here. Like you unlock stuff as you go through that lets you direct the the wind, which is basically like the waypoint system, to the nearest yeah. collectible, and then you can just collect everything that way, and that's great. Yeah. More games should have yeah. something like that. Um, but yeah, that game. The way fantastic. they chose to do the whole like mission marker thing with the wind was great as well. It's great, especially if you're like I got kind of, and it didn't really mean anything to me by the end because I was, you know, collecting everything. But definitely, when you're playing that more organically before you're, you know, trying to collect everything, when you're just wandering around, finding out things on that map, and you know, uh, unveiling parts of it. Like that, the way that the waypoint kind of system works, where the wind will direct you to what's nearby, is just very smart. And more games mm-hmm. should do something like yeah. that because it does just encourage yeah. exploration rather than go to this point on this map and do the thing, um, which I really liked. Uh, but yeah, what is your number three, Mike? My number three is a game so good I played it twice. That's Dark Five. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've we've banged on about it quite a bit. Um, fantastic racer. Really good. Looks brilliant. The the one thing that we didn't talk about is the the progressive changing weather. Yes. Yeah. So it starts out on a beautiful clear day. And then it goes into a storm, and then it goes into night. Um, you know, there's uh, the thunder snow that looks absolutely amazing. There's the dust storms, uh, just really, really clever use of every asset they had available to them. It was really amazing to see on the Xbox One as well, because it was a very good looking game then, and then put it onto the xbox series x and it was just like somebody flicked a switch out of nowhere um like you've put your glasses on yes yeah yeah not that it Um, looks blurry but when you see the the resolution change you're like oh oh okay (laughs) wait yeah and um you know i always play in the with the the bonnet view and uh that was that was just crazy as well um the weather stuff's a really good thing to shout out as well because it's one of those things that reminds you that these were the drive club developers yes yeah like the team that made dart 5 is made up of x drive club developers and obviously that game did all this kind of weather stuff too and it was kind of one of the the big points of that game yes Um, yeah it's great here too yeah cool paul you're number three is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, this was actually swapped out this morning. <laughs> uh, and I put this in. So I'm just going to give a shout out to what was in this spot before that, which was the remaster of Mafia. Mm. Ah. I still need to um, I love the original really, really, so really, really good. Um, it's absolutely fantastic, actually. And I'm kind of sad that I took it out, but I feel <laughs> Valhalla is the better game. So my number three spot is Valhalla. Um, I'll say something possibly slightly controversial. I did not like Odyssey. Um, I don't think that's that I think Odyssey's the the worst of the the three newer Assassin's Creeds. 
And this one is possibly the best, in my opinion. Nice. My number three is a game you've heard a lot about today, which is Paradise Killer. It's just a really cool open worldy adventure thing. I got sucked into that world. I didn't expect to love it as much as I did, but you learn so much stuff about that world that's so much that's so interesting. And I spent so much time like investigating this murder that is just so cool. Um, and it's just like the aesthetic of the whole thing and the music and they, they pull it all together to make this really cool unique game and like down to the fact that all of the characters in that game are 2D but the game is also like a big 3D polygonal thing but you right. see the characters in the world and they're just these like high res 2D sprites hanging out there and it's, <laughs> it's just a weird but really cool look Um, yeah that's Number three, Paradise Color. Mike, what's your number two? My number two is Ghost of Sushi Man. Mm. A good choice. Yep. Uh, yeah, we've spoke on end, so yeah, that's yeah. my number two, Ghost of Sushi Man. Nice. And Paul? Uh, it's Crusader Kings 3. Oh, nice. Huh? I was not expecting uh, that to be that high up on your list. It's Crusader Kings 3. Uh, it's, I reckon, outside of uh, COD and Destiny, it's the most fun I've had playing multiplayer games in a very long time. Um, it is very beginner-friendly mm-hmm. um, in comparison to other things uh, from Paradox. And, yeah, the game's just a hell of a lot of fun. Um and in our case, yeah, there's campaigns and stories and stuff, but it's so much more fun to write your own story. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we all did playing together. And it was a stupid and dumb story of just random events happening. And yeah, that game is it's number two on my list. Excellent. Nice. Uh, I didn't expect that on your list at all, honestly. And I thought if it was, it was going to be much lower down. That's... <laughs> to see um my number two is animal crossing new horizons i don't like animal crossing games (laughs) (laughs) and i got super into new horizons like i said earlier it became part of my routine it was like a thing i checked every morning every afternoon i'd wander around my island talk to all my villagers uh had that stupid bull dude i eventually got i went on etsy and bought a fake you know like they used to sell those um amiibo cards for uh, animal crossing they don't sell anymore um yeah i bought a fake one of those that someone on etsy made so that i could get the little takoyaki dude the octopus dude that looks like a takoyaki yeah i got really into animal (laughs) crossing guys i don't know where that is actually i should probably find where that card is um (laughs) But I went I mean, to length. I paid like three quid for it, which is way more than you should spend on one of those. Um, I haven't played it as much recently. I actually checked in yesterday to wish New Year, Happy New Year to all of my villagers. And uh, I can't remember the name of the Takoyaki dudes. I can't remember the names of any of them because I've not played it much recently. Zucker is the Takoyaki guy. He's just cute. 
And these octopuses it looks like this thing we make out of octopus. Delicious. Um, but yeah, it helped get me through this quarantine and it was just really great. I had a lot of fun building a little pub in my basement. Um, building a wrestling ring in one of the like forests on my island. Uh, I had so much fun like traveling to each other's islands and stealing everyone's fruit. You know, it was just fun. It was just a fun, light thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. But yeah. Mike, what's your number one game of the year? Drum roll. Oh, I hate Animal Crossing games. <laughs> and my number one. It's not Animal Crossing. It's Animal Crossing New Horizons. Amazing. As well. <laughs> um, I feel like it was going to fake out and you were going to say like Bugs Next or something. <laughs> uh, for the exact same reasons, it got, got us through the first lockdown um, and the, you know, that first bit of craziness that we'd never had anything like that in our lives. It got, got us through that. And I had a ton of fun with it as well. I spent over 200 hours in that game. Um, wow. Yeah. The, uh, I built, Kieran had a, a giant wrestling ring. I had a, a theme park. I had pinball tables, arcade machines, uh, moving teacups. I had, tea stalls and all sorts in it i had i built my silence of the lamb basement <laughs> it had a well it had skin suits on the walls it had everything <laughs> i had butterflies and and moths that glow in, glowed in the dark and all sorts in my my, my horror basement yeah, your creepy horror basement was pretty good i did like that <laughs> well, yeah um i just had so much fun with it as well same as you it died after a while but i mean it was that I, I stopped playing uh about a couple of weeks after we got the the update where you could swim and yeah. so i did did all that and mm-hmm. uh, everything and yeah it's just a fantastic little thing that you could do and it was well supported they kept adding things to it because the first the the first animal crossing games were a bit like how destiny was but uh, this is a weird tangent but stick with me i'll get there (laughs) how destiny was at one point i think even destiny one even once you'd done the, the you know the main stories you, you would log on over every day you would do your your instances yeah, or your strikes your and your bounties and that was it there wasn't much more else you could do mm-hmm. animal crossing was always the same as that and then with this one it the beginning was like that but then they evolved it as well um and both games have kind of evolved in tandem it's weird if you think about it that way so you now have you know a game that is very rich in its content. Both games are quite rich in their content. And yeah, so it is my, my game of the year, is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Nice. Fair. Not what I expected, to be honest, but... It was top of my list for a while. Yeah, it was... I kept the same as you, it was on the top of my list and I kept looking for a reason to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't. That's fair. That's fair. Paul, what was your game of the year? My game of the year is Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, nice. It's been there since I played the first section of it. Like it has been on, it has been on the list before I'd even finished the first part of the the first island of the story or first section of the island or this whatever you new. want to call this it. This is it. 
Yeah, no, that would that was done. It was my game of the year, and there's again everything has the chance to dethrone it. They just haven't been as good. Mm-hmm. Actual Assassin's wow. Creed didn't manage to do it. Yeah, yeah. that's that is especially from you. You've always been a big fan of that series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. No, I would good. if they if they released two tomorrow, I would be at the shop buying it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I would be hyped out of my mind for it. So, yeah, it's just all around everything I wanted in a single player experience for this year. Something to get lost in, something that was pretty, something that's story had a bit of meat to it, wasn't just tropes. Yeah, no, it was good. Nice. What is yours, Kieran? My game of the year was Hades. I still not finished it. I'm so close. Unsurprising though. But I played so much of it. Again, I don't like roguelikes. It's similar to the Animal Crossing thing. Like I'm not a big fan of roguelikes. Um, mm-hmm. I I do play some of them, but I never really stick with them. I never definitely never get to the last boss in them, like with Hades. Um, but there's just something about the way Hades plays, the way the story is doled out. Like it's all just so fantastic and keeps me engaged with it. Um, I'm kind of reaching the point where I think I'm maybe hitting like the skill ceiling for what I'm capable of doing, and so like they have modes for that. They have like a god mode that boosts your endurance and makes you slightly stronger every time you die. So that if you just want to play through for the story, you can do that. So I think I might turn end up turning that on and just doing that for the final boss so that I can see the rest of the story. Um, yeah, but it's just fantastic it's gorgeous the thing we didn't really mention because we're talking about other games during the prettiest games it's gorgeous like all of super giant it games. is a very pretty game it's the art style is fantastic and the character designs for each of the characters is just fantastic um it was going to be like my runner-up for a uh, best new character was going to be from this game as well which is uh Jusa. i don't know if you played enough to meet Jusa. Paul. No, I haven't. And I would say the best character in that game is Cerberus. Cerberus is a close second. Um, Dusa is uh, the maid for um, the like Hades Mansion. Ah, okay. I haven't got that far then. She's, she's made Dusa. She's like a Medusa head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get it. All right, okay. And she's also like a massive like fangirl of Zagreus, and it's adorable. So every time you go in, she's like doing something. You go talk to her, and she's like, "Oh no, I can't talk to you. You're Zagreus. I can't talk to you." Um, it's really good. But yes, that game, fantastic. My game of the year, with a without a doubt, is Hades. Fair Excellent. Enough. Now let's fight. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What's in the top five? Uh, yeah. What's the? I th- I I think there's I think there's only three that need considered. Yes. Huh? And then we just fell out the two. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, did we did we do a top five last That's year? A good question. Actually, I don't know. I don't uh, think I can... we did. I don't know if I think we, we did a top three. Yeah. 
I think we expanded it last year and we did a top 10 last year. Oh, did we? I can't remember. Fuck, I'm, I'm opening it up now. Game of the year 2019 was... I think it was a top five. Pokemon this Mystic is, this Dungeon. Is all nonsense. What is this? Who wrote this? <laughs> it says Days Gone, Resident Evil 2, Death Stranding. That's not their top five. Why are these here? <laughs> I on? don't know. I don't know what you did. I think it's this one. I think it's Death Stranding, Gears 5, Resident Evil 2, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, Kingdom Hearts 3. I think we did a full two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, we did a full ten last year, you're right. Yeah, oh, right, okay. Let's maybe keep it to five this year. Yeah. Because we all did personal top fives, like, uh, top tens last year as well. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, so I think... Yeah. I think there's three that make up the top three. Um, and that would be Hades. Oh, oh, yeah, Hades. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima and Animal Crossing. I think those are the top three. In that order from three to one. Poss- possibly. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna fight too hard for Ghost of Tsushima to be at number one because both of you have Animal Crossing within your top two. I could see it go either way. You guys both have Ghost of Tsushima within your top two. Like this is Yes, yeah. And it's on um, my list as well. Like I'm happy if it goes to Shishima at all. I was kinda of joking about Animal Crossing. I I would um yeah, it, it's a difficult one. I I can see it go either way. Yeah, I can see it go either way. Um, yeah. Should we deal with the bottom two of the list first? Yeah, let's do that, yeah. What deserves to be on this list that is not on the top three? I would suggest Crusader Kings 3. If only because it's in Paul's top 2. Okay, yeah, I could. I'm yeah, I could go with that. that. It's in Paul's yeah, top 2, I and could... it's the only of our top 2 games that isn't on this list right now. And also, Crusader Kings 3 is fucking good. Yeah, no, I. Really, that's a really good game. Yeah, good I'm game. good with that. Um, but what's number 5? This is a bit where it's a bit effy because all of our lists are so different. Yeah. Um... <laughs> um, I would be okay with putting Hades there. Well, Hades is already Hades. on the top yeah. three somewhere. Yeah. Um... Hades is the only other game I feel super strongly about on the on anyone's list <laughs> to bring up. Um, That's why it's in the top three. Yeah. Um, I'm, just, I, I'm just looking through everyone's lists though and going. Mm. Yeah, no, that's fair. One that isn't on mine, but isn't one of your two. And that's the only one that I feel kind of. We always have because the way that we. We always argue this thing, these things. We always have one that's it, it's normally either something to do with music or driving or hmm. you know, there's always something like that. Um, like my game of the year has always got a racing game. You know that's going to happen. Yeah. So the yeah. old uh, fuser or dart on here. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that's where that's where I'm heading in a roundabout way. I think I think Fuser. Oh yeah, I, I'd, I think I'd quite like to put Fuser on here. I guess it would be a good. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be mad if we you know we pop that down at the bottom at um, at five. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Crusader Kings, we can. Put it at four. Start it. Start it at four, and if you want to argue its its position in amongst that. Can't believe uh, no, no one put among us. No. Uh, I'm happy with Crusader Kings at four. Then Hades. Just where do we put one, two, and three? I Hades obviously my number one, but Mike hasn't played it, and Paul's not played that much of it, so I'm fine with it being like you know number three. Whereas the games that we've all played, yes, yeah, bunch of it. Yeah, for actually yeah. for the first year in a long time, all three of us have played the top two. Yeah, yeah so the, yeah. the top two, it's close. That is. Yeah, I could see it go either way. I, yeah, I, um, I, you know, we always do the thing. If you have to recommend, you know, someone with money to buy one game, what would it be? Either one of those. Um, yeah, it could be either <laughs> one of those. The question is, do they have a Switch or a PS Five? Or PS4, yes. and when they say they have an Xbox, you should just hang up the phone. And you're like, no, that's it. It's like, sorry, we have me. nothing for you today. <laughs> if they say they have an Xbox, I'll be like, okay, uh, just... you have Game Pass then, right? Build up your PC yeah. and play Crusader Kings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would like Animal Crossing to be the top. I feel like it really accentuates like this year. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, it does. my. It uh, does. Yeah, it's my emotional attachment to it. Yeah, like I know you're weakest on it just now, Paul. But like, I feel like even you are like, hey. No, when... I had fun with it. I yeah. just I didn't have as much fun as either of you guys, and I don't have that emotional attachment to it. I think things might have been slightly different had I possibly gotten it for for Mary. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think if you had that. You know, because you you were trying to keep you know so many different friendships and relationships up in the air and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that could that could have been the glue that done. Yeah, no, I can see what you're. I mean, what that's you're why War, yeah, that's why Warzone was the main thing for me because I was playing with so many different groups of people. Yes, yeah, yeah makes sense. And Animal Crossing didn't really do that for me. Uh, I I'm not gonna lie, I got bored within a week and a half. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, you will. I don't know if any of you remember it, but you were all talking about turnips and stuff, and I was like, "Nope, I'm out. I stopped giving a fuck." Turnips. Like, I yeah, stopped you, caring. You lasted about a week with the turnips, and then it was yeah. Like... I was like, "Nah, I stopped caring." And at that point, I actually, I only rented the game, and thank God I did because I sent it back. I don't know, Paul. You say you say this, but you also like were the one that got into finding randos online to go to sell your turnips that's right <laughs> like yeah, you got, you oh, got, yeah. That i week, did that, that for about one, a week that one week you got way more into turnips than the rest of us yeah you were in you were in fucking deep man <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, we were talking about right what we're going to do and i was like I've already sold mine. Yeah, we were all just like try. Yeah, mine's are already gone for like seven hundred a piece, boys. Oh. I'm off to work. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, I'm happy with it winning. Um, I'm th- I'm happy with it winning. Um, and Ghost of Tsushima being number two. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is a solid, yeah, a solid list. I think it's a list. So that means that our game of the year list is at number five, Fuser. Number four, Crusader Kings. Three. Three, Hades. Two, Ghost of Tsushima. And number one, Animal Crossing New Horizons. The best game of the year. Is everyone okay with that? Yes. Well, then we're just deposited money in my account. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Nintendo paying off the you know the real important awards. Um, I guess that means we only have one last thing, Uh, which is what was your favorite film of this year? Because we were going to do a dry run and we didn't do it. <laughs> no, nobody? No, I... I liked uh, Ava. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was uh, it was one of the Netflix films with um, Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, John Malkovich. Oh, nice. I can watch that. Yeah, can you... Uh, Kind of along the lines of uh, Atomic Blonde and, you know, all those kind of female assassin films. Yeah. A little bit of a spin on it. Colin Farrell was in it. Well, it was quite good. Nice. I should watch that. Uh, nice popcorn film. Just. Ah, uh, yeah, mine too. My choice too, which was uh, The Lighthouse. <laughs> I know that uh... one. Yeah. <laughs> What was that? I said I'd never heard of that one. Oh, The Lighthouse is um, a psychological horror film by uh, I forget his name. Uh, the director of Witch from a couple of years ago, uh, Robert Eggers, and it has right. uh, it stars Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson as two men in a lighthouse stranded together. Um, and it's all filmed in black and white and then four by three and it's just fantastic it's so nice. good it's one of those movies that uh, makes you kind of glad that Robert Pattinson's career didn't end with Twilight <laughs> like he's <laughs> he's so fucking good in it and Willem Dafoe is really good in everything so um, yeah that was my choice Cool. nice mine's would be uh, Wolf Walkers Mm. I need to watch that as well. The Apple TV thing. Yep, the Apple TV movie that's made by oh, the right. Irish uh, animation company. I can't remember their name now. Um, that movie is story-wise, it's fantastic. Animation-wise, is one of the best things you'll watch. Never mind this year, just in general. Oh no! Um, I mean, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie came out this year. Some good animation in there. I forgot that uh, came out. I like that. That was fun. It was good. It was good. After they did Sonic. Um, but no, I highly suggest everyone watches Wolfwalkers. It is one of the nicest animated movies you'll probably ever watch. and It does look gorgeous. It Yeah, 2D, hand-drawn, 
pencil line animation. Um, and the story too, it's really good as well. The voice acting's pretty great. And it's it's set in Ireland. So I mean what's what more do you want? Nice, nice. Yeah, I need to watch that. Um It took me a while to figure out what movie. Like it was kinda of funny because Mike suggested that we do a best film thing as like a dry run to test this format. And then we ended up not doing it because we're like, actually, you know what? This format's about the same. It doesn't actually matter. But it took me lo- probably longer to figure out what my best movie, my favorite movie was of this year than like anything else. Because <laughs> I was like, what the fuck came out this year? I didn't go to the cinema except in like January. Um, which was probably to see Sonic. Whenever Sonic came out, it was like January. Uh, yeah, you also went to What's see the, the Harley Quinn film. I didn't go see that. I saw that when it came out digitally. Was that this year? Oh, right. Yeah, that was this year. Yeah, it was the beginning of this year. Birds of Prey was good. I like that as well. Um, The other one I was thinking of when you mentioned um, Atomic Blonde was uh, uh, The Old Guard. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I like that. That was good. Um, Yeah, that was good, actually. Yeah, there was definitely some films this year. Just, you know, it was a weird one because I wasn't going to cinema ever, so I didn't I don't know. Yeah, I watched way less than I should have. Still not watching. No, we we nipped out. To, yeah, well, I was going to say we oh. we actually got out to see Tenet, and it was one of the most bizarre things because you know it, everyone was desperate to go back to the cinema. Yeah, and we went in, and it was it was like going in on a, you know, on a Saturday morning uh, or a Sunday morning. Or to see it was bizarre movie on release day. Yeah. <laughs> It was uh, very, very, uh, quite a bizarre experience. Nice, but yeah, I didn't. So... I didn't go out because I didn't want to brave public transport, and also there was a COVID outbreak in the student flats across the road from the cinema that we go to. Oh, and so I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> no, you open up the cinemas. There's a bunch of students stuck in student accommodation. They're probably going to be have been going to the cinema, and they've all got COVID now. Oh, it was well. We when we went to go and see Tenant, we had we got sprayed with sanitizer as we went. Well, not sprayed, but you know, we used a hand sanitizer yeah. as we went in. Then we went up in the. I think we used the lifts, and then we went in and. As we walked in, used hand sanitizer. I don't think we bought any popcorn or anything, or we went past that bit. A hand sanitizer again. It was like my hands aren't even dry from the last ones. No, use it again. <laughs> Just be safe. I nearly, yeah, I nearly slid off the seat. I was that covered in, in hand sanitizer. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, cool. That's, that's all we've got. That's it. That's game of the year yeah, the and year film of the done. year. Now board games of the year. Let's go. Uh, I played none. Uh, yeah, I played zero as per usual. My board game, uh, my board game I, of the year is um, that French. Uh, fuck, was it the the French Resistance uh, solo? Oh, uh, Marquis. Marquis. I played a lot of that. That game's good. Good time for yeah, solo I... board games. <laughs> Mine is a. Uh... Mine is Ticket to Ride, the digital version. Mm. Mine is 51 Worldwide Games. I was actually going to say, I meant earlier to try and cram that in somewhere in this awards thing, because that game is great. Yes, yeah, um, it was good. Um, 
and legitimately is fantastic. Like I think it. I, I'm glad you brought that up actually because I completely forgot. But I did completely mean to shout that game out somewhere here because the game's fantastic. It was really fun to play multiplayer. Um, yes. Even though I think the multiplayer is maybe a bit limited. Like it'd be nice if more of the games supported more players. Yeah, um, but it it was good fun. Yeah, it was good fun. Um, and also it's something I think we don't really give it enough credit for is that that Fifty One Worldwide Games has really good tutorials for some of the more complex games in there mm-hmm. like Hanafuda um, Richie Mahjong and Chess like they have yeah. really in-depth tutorials for those that teach you the terms for the game how to play them why you'd want to play them that way like it's just a great game um, people should buy that we should play more of that. We should get like way into Mahjong or something stupid. Um, we should. Just like old grannies sitting playing fucking Mahjong. Um, that does sound like you. Yeah, it does. Um, I learned how to play Hanafuda from that. I didn't know how to play Hanafuda. Turns out Hanafuda is really easy. <laughs> I almost bought that actual deck of Hanafuda cards that Nintendo was selling for like 30 quid or something fucking stupid. Oh god, yeah. Um, I still might. <laughs> we'll see. There's still time. Um, Someone take his bank card off of him. Yep. Someone should do that. Uh, so, is there any other games that anyone has got on their list that deserves a shout out? Do you think, or um, I have nothing else on my list. No. Not. It's not on my list, but I do feel like Among Us probably should have a bit of a shout out because I did ask before this if we wanted to include it because you know. It didn't come out this year, but it counts as this year, and we all agreed we should. But also, none of us apparently yes. cared enough about it. Um, well, I, I, I don't think it was a case of didn't care. I think. Well, I mean, I know, mean, the, like the, there was better games. choices. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. what I mean more. I mean, it's none of us like cared as strongly about it as other games. Yes. Yeah. Um, I personally am not even like super into Among Us. Like, I think it's fun, but I'm not like blown away. Yeah, by I, I, it's fun. I so. think I. I I think we played it twice, or we played it on two different evenings, and that was it. Yeah. I know Ben Ben got super into it, and Ben was playing with you know randoms. He was creating just, groups, and he got is my thing. yeah. I yeah, it was it, it was good, um, but yeah, there were, there were better better games um, because why not? Uh, this year we also had Super Mario Brothers thirty five. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that that was very bloody weird. Um, oh, very weird. I didn't know. Yeah, it came out. I had other things going on at the time when it came out, so I didn't have much time to put into it. But from the little bit that I saw, it was uh, it was quite clever. Mm-hmm. Um, the huge Jackbox was good. Yeah, yeah, the Jackbox that was good. Yeah, we. We didn't play as much. I think we we played two of the games, and there was the new ones we didn't. I don't think we've played yet. Oh. Yeah. yeah, we need to go back to those. We yeah, so we need to that. sort that out. Uh, there was a game on Switch that I thought was very good, was called A Short Hike. Yes, I didn't. That play was a it, good. But everyone loves that game. Yeah, I loved yeah. that. That was good. Uh, let's see what else have we got on the list. That we 
hasn't, hasn't had a mention as such. I think that's it, really. We've seemed to have mentioned everything else. Yeah, there's probably some other stuff, but yeah, I can't think yeah. of anything right now. But it's been an okay well, year for games. Not an amazing one, I think, it, but you know. Yeah. Launch years um, and, for new consoles rarely are good. Yeah, and I think um, you know the best, like we we kind of said when we were discussing it, the best one of the best things that both Sony and Microsoft did was this, you know, releasing of games via through uh, PlayStation Now, Game Pass, and PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. the, the PlayStation Plus collection as well. Yeah, and they've you know, and then they also did. You know, upgrades to uh, optimized versions for the new consoles as well. Yeah, I, it got us into Destiny Two. It did. Well, it got two of us into Destiny Two. Yeah, I mean, I, I had got into Destiny Two again a little before it, but the new <laughs> console update was definitely part of the, the reason yeah. that I got into it, even if I got into it before it came out. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think we should let the listeners go. No, they will stay with us. Go for your tea. <laughs> they will stay. Yes, stay. go for your tea. I'm going to go order a massive curry. Because it Sounds is traditional delightful. for game of the year that we eat too much food. Yes. I haven't even eaten a metric ton of uh, quality street or candies or sweets or anything. I had zero snacks during this. Yeah, that's disappointing. It I've at least had good. five or six Quality Street. <laughs> I know. Normally, at the, at this point, we've eaten our our body weight in some Sugar. gummy sweet of yeah, some sort. We've, we've all eaten like a fucking share bag of minstrels, or uh, yeah, each, or yes, or I don't know, like wine gums or squashies, squashies, yeah. Oh, uh, and the ob- the obligatory two and a half tubs of Pringles. Yes, yes that's true. <laughs> I look. The listeners don't even know this, but I went to get breakfast from Greg's this morning because another traditional thing here for this game of the year thing is that we get some garbage breakfast. One time I made them, which was fun. But usually, you know, like Paul will bring McDonald's or something, or you know, something stupid like that. I got nothing. It's all closed. We we didn't we didn't even bring you a tray of Krispy Kremes. Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. The worst game of the year ever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's a good list of games that we came up with anyway. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. So I'll have to drown myself in a tub of roses. Congratulations to Animal Crossing New Horizons for being the best game of 2020. And see you guys next year. I mean, hopefully we'll podcast before then, but at the very least, we promise to be back this time next year. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully in person. Absolutely. Bye. See ya.